Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and our predictions of uh, who made the naughty list. <laughs> my name is Michael Pace. My 11-year-old. With me are Matt Polly, hey. Brad Polly, hey kids, and together we are the Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Brian Andrus is on. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Announcements. Uh, Brad was on the Twisted Sisters podcast. Yeah. Um, when you know when that's dropping? Probably this weekend. I would guess. I think. Yeah, it should be either like tomorrow or Saturday. I can't remember what she said. The Twisters. Yes. As they were. Yes. Um, and then I was on the Pop Goulash, which I think launches probably the same time this one does. Tonight, I think, right. uh, talking about Star Wars. You were talking about Christmas, though, right? Yep. So check out Twisted Sisters, Pop Goulash as well. Um, Pop I, Goulash. I didn't do anything. Uh, Matt was in the bathroom jer- jerking one out. That's <laughs> so cranking that hog. Mm. Yep, crank that hog. <laughs> Nothing like a Christmas crank. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas with the crank. Christmas with the cranks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beat me to it. Matt Polly, starring in Christmas. With the crank Great. in the bathroom. That's what we need that for a hashtag. <laughs> um, so uh, only uh, this will be the last time we, we talk about this. Uh, Christmas playlist on Spotify, gloriousbastards.com slash Christmas. Um, it explodes uh, yes. after after Christmas Day. Yes. It's, the, yeah, yeah. We're, it, I mean, it'll still be <laughs> after on Christmas there. Day. It'll still be on there, but when you download it, will no longer be on the It'll download bugs under your computer. Yes. Yes. The rush. Yeah, we set a Trojan horse <laughs> inside did. of it. That's a Trojan horse. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then it's just pictures of Dick Cheney, <laughs> large amounts of Dick Cheney. <laughs> okay. Get it, Dick pics? Yeah, I get it. See, it's funny, Michael. Yeah, I, I know. Do you I'm, see why it's funny? See, do you, I don't think you see why I it's once, funny. I once told a yes, you Dick did. Cheney joke on this podcast, and it's yeah. the only thing that's ever been other thing we've ever had edited out. out. Yep, <laughs> yep. You weren't here for I that. I want to think, and we thank the baby Jesus for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then also in a couple of weeks, we are going to be in Bloomington, Indiana, for the 100th hey, episode ooh. live event. Um, you're invited, January 6th, uh, 2018. Facebook.com. The, the bar has been raised. Podcast. We now have somebody driving from 11 hours away. So yeah. if you're yeah. if, well, if you're within that distance, get, people you know, are, get I mean, your shit together. Andy Moore and Becky drove that far. Like, Andy Moore. As Ian I'm Irving. Andy Moore. <laughs> Ian Irving calls I'm Andy, Andy Moore. Moore. <laughs> Um, and then, well, Nathan... Free kids for the flea balloons for the kids. Nathan Miller-West is flying in. I think mm-hmm. he's the farthest Those flying uh, in. Matt McGraw Quick draw is too. from sacramento What do you think, Matt McGraw? Hope you think my favorite song. Um, t- Taylor Swift, don't worry about it. Um, uh, I won't. Don't believe me. Fuck's sake. And then last announcement. I'm not doing this. I'm not either. I'm not doing um, it. I'm not, I don't have ahead. the energy for it. Last announcement is uh, hashtag voting. GloriousPastards.com mm-hmm. slash vote and vote for your favorite hashtag and we'll be announcing it at the live event. Do we have, are we taking bets on what the winner is going to be? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I've got Crank some, that, I, hot, I, that mm, hot tubs in Alabama. I'm thinking hot tubs in probably Alabama. Thunder, or Michael's Whale Mouth. Yeah, that's mm. a classic. Those are my votes. There was there were a lot of funny ones on there that mm-hmm. I had just completely forgotten. And Jesus about. fried chicken twice. Uh, yeah, we that's we that did is do true. it twice. Yeah. Could not I can't believe, believe we really did like that. that one. Mm-hmm. I'll double up on the ch- Jesus fried chicken, <laughs> JFC for life, bitch. <laughs> I I don't even know how to respond to that. It's twelve <laughs> disciples. Is what it uses. Twelve herbs and can you just disciples. please do whatever we're about to do? Um, yeah, I just I forgot to get my soundboard there pulled up. Is. So good work, buddy. We're 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 getting there. 
Well, I was going to do something else. We have a special voicemail. You're listening to the most professional 200 oh, ranked podcast a, uh, on in, on the internet. Yeah. We're coming for you, Guru Singh. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, what you say? Coming for sleep your, with your third, third eye open, open, motherfucker. <laughs> that was that was quality. <laughs> that was a quality joke. I actually laughed out loud at that. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're welcome. Hey, hey, what are you like? <laughs> It's my new life motto. It's just fantastic. Yeah, Brian O'Dean. Uh, what are, so I am drinking, I'm going to say this because I said I was going to drink it, and I am going to drink it. Southern Comfort and Eggnog. Vanilla Spice Southern Comfort Eggnog. Mm. You're welcome. God bless fucking America. <laughs> Drinkable egg. Who doesn't want it? Drinkable. I, I don't want it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else are we drinking? Uh, okay. From uh, from the left coast, um, not the brewing company, the actual right. left coast. Yes. Yeah. From uh, Zach Crater's, I'm assuming, kitchen. Crater didn't touch her. Crater. <laughs> Barely knew her. Crater. I'm assuming he doesn't brew it in his bathroom or his garage. I'm assuming we'll I hope it's kitchen. in his toilet. It's his version of prison, prison wine. wine. <laughs> prison wine. Yeah. It's Crater's prison hooch. <laughs> Hella holiday prison wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's called uh, it's called Grinch's Grog 2017. Nice, eight percent smells fantastic. Eight percent ABV, thirty nine IBUs. Red ale brewed with caramel malt, brown sugar, nutmeg, and cinnamon. Dude, this is going to be so good. I we intentionally wait. have not tried and this until he told us to save one bottle yeah. to drink at the hundred, so a small part of him can be there. Aww. Aww. Yeah. thanks, Zach. Or you, you could, could just, just get your ass on and, a plane yeah. and <laughs> stow away in Matt McGraw's luggage. <laughs> right there, you go. All right. Ooh. Yep. Oh, oh my god, that's really smooth, dude. It just kind of keeps getting better. Yeah, it's it's mostly ale on the front end, and then you start oh, getting the spices man. towards. But the back. he didn't yeah. overdo it. No, yeah, that. it's not it's not too hoppy. It's just like no. Oh, and there's a there is a malt backbone on that that is just awesome. Oh man, it Shit, finishes with good. it finishes like like it's malty and bready, but like, it finishes with cinnamon too. Oh yeah, crater, dude. Yeah, you nailed it. That's man. That's really solid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, give that if you five, need five anyone to uh, help you if you get your brewer started, I will move to California <laughs> uh, yeah. and wouldn't even turn back. No. Yeah. So. All three of us. Yep. We fix espresso machines, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll fix whatever you I'm got. Sure, I'm sure it translates to the beer yeah. industry. Yeah, it probably fine. does. It's all the same. It's <laughs> yeah. all pumps and hoses and <laughs> valves and shit. Same. Yeah. Pumps. Um, and, yeah. That's that's really true. So, um, I don't think I have any O rings though. If you can find this beer, kids, get your hand <laughs> on it. <laughs> just knock on Crater's door, see if he's got any left. Just run around LA with a megaphone, just screaming Crater. Is that Crater? <laughs> Come up. Uh, check out his podcast, Bros Bibbles. Bubbles, Brews, and Ball Sacks. Yeah. <laughs> bros, Bros Bibbles, and Bearded Fellows. Actually, I don't think they have any Bearded Fellows. Crater does. Crater, he's got a beard. Yeah, he does. He's got a California beard. Yeah, he's he's very ruggedly handsome. He is ruggedly handsome. He looks like he came out of an REI magazine. Yeah. That's probably that's that's an REI magazine. It's REI. It's like a you like an outdoor outdoor company. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Columbia. Is that would that work? That works. I know yeah, Columbia. Something is. like that. Yeah. REI I think is is more crater. Yeah. Crater ass yeah, guys. He's, he's got, yeah, he's rugged. All right, since I I apparently forget to do this every episode. He's a, he's a sexy pool man. 
Um, this round is on the Pastor's Pub. It's basically it's Adam Sandler from Airheads. <laughs> yes. If you'd if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash pastor's podcast. Or if you'd like to make us around. Or make us around like Zach Crater, <laughs> be a real hero. By the way, everything tonight, homemade. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. The beer yeah, and everything. Then the fat pastor stuff coming up. Our second beer is not homemade, but oh. yeah. So if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash pastor's podcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, uh, and a new unnamed uh, podcast that we will be dropping at the after the live event. Um, Michael's dick pics. Anyway, uh, yes, it's just all Michael's dick pic review. All t- yes. yes, it's a it's a it's a audible it's review. So black and veiny of of different. Wow. Of different That's a dick, dick, dick pics. Brad. Yeah, go ahead. So if you'd like to submit your dip, dick pics, send them to at Polly named Matt um, <laughs> in his inbox. He loves them. He loves them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we've told that story. Yeah, we um, <laughs> Yep. It's a... Uh, so anyway, at any level, you can get access to the Pastor's Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything Wait, let's else. let's not miss the fact that Michael actually Googled yeah, he did. dicks. Yeah, he did. Oh, I'll do it again a if I have to. A number of them. No, I know you will. If it didn't put such a strain on our relationship, <laughs> it really It did. would still it be going on. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it would definitely still be going on. Matt's... <laughs> <laughs> did we ever tell that story? I feel like we did. I think we did. Let's tell it again. You were riding in my car. Yeah. I'm driving. It was for work. Yep. And Michael is horse laughing <laughs> in the in the passenger seat. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm sending dick pics to Matt. And I'm like, and I'm not talking like no, I'm like, like flaccid Like this is like I was like, I was thinking he was saying like something in code. I'm like, no, actual pictures of penises. <laughs> yeah. Like large penises. No, not large, like like comically yeah, large. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like you could smack yourself in the like forehead with specialty, it. Down, like, like specialty porn channel <laughs> large. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so simultaneously he's doing that. He just sends, the idea of Matt he driving sends, along he the sends, road. He sends Look. he sends one and Matt just texts back, What the fuck? <laughs> so then he sends like two or three more and Matt's blowing up my phone. You tell Michael to quit sending me pictures of dicks. And Michael is dying laughing because you can't because you can't. Once Michael starts something like that, and you can't you can ignore it all you want. He's going to keep the doing more it. pissed off you get, the more it encourages him to keep and, going. And the more you ignore it, the yeah, more he does. I know. It. Just There's the no, idea. That's of why Matt. I had to go with Brad. I was like, you've got to eventually. Make him stop. I'll say eventually. I was like, all right, we've probably you've probably said it. Enough. Well, here's and, the, he and this is like four or five in. Like at this, like here's the problem. So I I erased the whole message thread because it's I don't want to open my phone and see that. So I get home. <laughs> I get home. <laughs> I don't. I regret nothing. I know. I get home and open my computer up, and like I have iMessage. Like I use iMessage occasionally. If, if I'm on my computer, and people text me. I can just type on my computer. I open it up, and goddamn, if there weren't just those same dick pics. Yeah. I was like, I, I told him, like, dude, my kid could open this up and see these giant. You were so bad. You were. You were. Yeah, bad. Was so I was bad. bad. Yeah. Michael's like, and then, so he's still in my car. Michael's like, maybe I should stop. I'm like, you think? Like maybe. <laughs> You should stop. Oh, gosh. Just the idea of Matt driving along the road, his phone going I know, off. I know where I was. Him le- looking at, down at his phone and seeing a giant dick. I was at a Shell station <laughs> on the exit for uh, for 39 on off 70. I just come from Terre Haute. Yeah. I think it, I think it had a long day. And I was driving a bunch. And like, where were you when the dick pic uh, was sent? I could go to the gas station. I drove by it the other oh, day, and, just, and I remembered it like so it was yesterday. <laughs> All right. All right, things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, how Matt feels about anti-vaxxers. 
Um, <laughs> I don't think it was just Matt. <laughs> no, no I, I, I didn't even read the whole thread. I just saw I have Matt. strong opinions. Yes. Um, Becky Seville's haircut. <laughs> uh, was in the pub. Uh, we have a Star Wars spinoff group in the Pastors yeah. Pub. And it's it's actually. Yeah. I don't want to be in it. Yeah. No offense. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's gonna last so, about a month. Well, I just yeah. I was just like stuff. I don't need anything else with eight hundred notifications. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like I know. the That's pub fine. alone is enough. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, there were some people in the pub that were just like, "God damn it, take Star Wars out of this this yes. thread." Looking at, said, you, looking at you, monk. Yeah, I said I will do that as soon as all the enneagrams retreat to their group. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, all the Jedi's with X wings need to go back to their group. Yes, uh, someone else said if you search for comedy albums in Apple Music, you'll find some great ones listed, including "God's Not Dead" by the Newsboys. Oh, it's so I great. saw it, yeah, and it was, it was a screenshot. So great. Um, and then, what are your favorite dips, appetizers, and finger foods? Yeah, um, that was a good thread, man. Uh, that you that eat thread. at the holiday parties. I think it was yesterday. And I said, yeah. skinny dips. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, half price appetizers and uh, sausage fingers. <laughs> Nobody got my joke. Not even I, a I like. didn't get your joke. I said, yeah, okay, whatever. Was that a joke? Yeah, skinny dip. Get it? Skinny dipping. Yep. Half price appetizers, Applebee's. Okay. And then sausage fingers. They're just funny. Okay, I think we need to talk about what a Wait, joke actually is. I still don't get it. It's what not the a hell. J- are you talking? Like, about? I mean, we need to define what joke is because right. nothing you did. So you're basically there like you're like your lame version of speaking Cockney British. It's it's dad jokes. It's it's fine. Like, that's what it is. It's his lame version of Cockney British. Um, sure. That's fine. <laughs> so. Let's. What are your favorite dips, appetizers, and finger foods for holidays? Um. Okay. So there's one that my mom makes that we've adopted. That it looks like horse shit. It literally is like the grossest looking dip ever. Tastes amazing. It's a, a corn dip. I don't touch it. Oh my god! It is it's too creamy. It is very creamy. Yeah. Oh, it's like a like a uh, corn pudding type thing. No, no, Beth, no, Beth, no. Ma- Beth makes it. It's uh, it, I, it's got sour cream and mayonnaise. Yeah, I know the mayonnaise crowd's already like, oh, gross. You guys are so white. Yeah. You're the mayonnaise yeah. podcast. Yeah, eat a dick. We're from Indiana. Everything's covered in mayonnaise. Not so, my stuff. It's not. Uh, and it's got uh, like the the couple cans of the Mexican corn, which yeah. you know this is Mexican Pretty as good. I am. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got green red peppers, uh, green chilies, uh, pickled jalapenos chopped up, and cheese. It looks terrible. I swear to God, mm. I took it to one of Lucas's soirees <laughs> one time, and so we put it on the table, and everybody's kind of looking at it, and like, what? Is, what is this? I was like. I swear it tastes better than it looks. That Try bowl it. was yeah. gone in five yeah. minutes. When, be- when Beth, ma- when Beth it makes it, it doesn't last. So, so good. And another one uh, Mandy and I made a couple times, it's a bacon cheeseburger dip. Oh. Pretty mm. ridiculous. Yeah. Hmm. It is good. the greasiest shit ever, though. Yeah. And I also it's make bacon a, and I also make a really good, um, it's like a hot uh, feta dip. That's oh. pretty amazing. There's really like a pita bread. Like some sort of Oreo. Like I think Beth used to make this too. Like Oreo, like pudding. Oh, dirt cake. Like, oh, yeah. Dirt cake. That's my mom. Yes. That's my mom. Uh, but it's like yeah. it, the, the version they make is like an eclair version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, my, my that's my mom's my recipe. Is and it is, about yeah, it's it. so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. What, might be time to call mom. Hey, hey mom. <laughs> hey, mom. How are you doing today? Um. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's that covers it. So, yeah, get in the pub. <clears throat> the pub be lit. Yeah. Very lit right yep. now. 
Um, I want to play a special voicemail we got. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I have no idea who this is, but they're from Memphis, Tennessee, because I searched the phone number. I can call you. Call. We should just call them and say, who are you? <laughs> I have a suspicion I know who it is, but I'm not going to say. Do we have anybody from Yeah, we do. Memphis? Oh, right. They're like a really solid... Uh, four star um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pub member. <laughs> Solid four. Stars. All right, here we go. Oh shoot! That for enough. God's sake! Why is that not playing in the <laughs> way to build up? This is oh, a professional man. podcast. All right, headphones. Two hundredth ranked professional podcast. Yeah. Last Christmas, <laughs> I gave you my heart, but the very next day. I gotta say, she's got a pretty good voice, yeah. actually. Whoever that is, thank you. We yeah. we wanted nice. to That's, we wanted to have by somebody the way, lose everyone last just lost the game. Yeah, the game, the last Christmas game. Yeah, yeah. if you've never heard it, like the, oh. the well, we the game we, is we to played like, that song. The like game three is weeks to ago. like never hear it. Yeah. 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 Well, I lose every day because I hear it every day. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's every day. God, I was in World Market today up in Carmel, and it was playing, but it was some girl's version. It was fucking terrible. I'm like, why is this song popular again? What? What happened? I don't Taylor understand Swift what cover happened. Taylor Swift does well, cover. That's probably I'm who it sure. was. It sounded like from. a screeching weasel. God, she looks like a screeching. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, here we go into the newsfeed. Wait, no, no, fast fast no. Here we go. That bastards. <laughs> He's really on his game today. Yeah, what is wrong with you? I don't know. This eggnog with Southern Comfort. Okay. The uh, ibuprofen I'm on kicked in finally. Once you so do the, uh, once you do the stuff um, Janet brought, no idea what it is. She, I think it's okay. butterscotch covered strope waffles with bourbons involved somehow. But it's like a fudge. It looks like a fudge. Yeah. Uh, this is from Walker. Uh, how are we writing these? Uh, well, let's see. Because we got something from Casey Forrester, too, and, that we're going to eat. And it's she's from Georgia, so we could do mm. something from Boston or something from... We do something from South Carolina, where Jan's technically from. Didn't we do that last time? Yeah, we did. South Carolina is not really known for anything other than racism. Let's say closet racism. We're not even closet. Not even closet racism. <laughs> we did shrimp boats. Uh, Georgia. Let's do Georgia. Matt Ryan's. Wait. Julio. Oh no, 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 no. Out no, no, of five no. Julio Jones. Meg- Megatron's butthole. Megatron. No. That's what they call their stadium. Have you ever <laughs> seen it open? Yes. It looks like Megatron's it butthole. It does look like it looks a like a butthole opening. So <laughs> Megatron's buttholes. The Megatron football player buttholes. Megatron? Or they... No, the their new stadium. The yeah, roof, Michael, I've the way the roof opens, it looks kinda like it a looks butthole. like a butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Google uh, Megatron's butthole. <laughs> Don't Google Megatron's no, butthole. You can you can Google it. I've done it before. Let's these are from Janet. Okay. Mmm. Get out of the microphone, Michael. <laughs> For fuck's sake, every week. Mm-hmm. Man, those are five Megatron buttholes, man. That's, that's really good. That's five. That's unbelievable. I love butterscotch. Yeah. God, that is just... You can't eat too many of those, though. Like one. That's like this pretty one. rich. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Janet, seriously. Mm-hmm. That's insanely good. You may have topped yourself on that. Yeah, that's, I got to give that a five. Yeah, that's a solid five. And these... Let me get the notes. Okay, these are from Casey Forrester. These you always leave a note. Are sp- spiced Jack Daniels pralines that Ooh. she made. Uh, I will say 
I, I did sneak one of these when they came to my house just this afternoon. So, and they're amazing. So let's go ahead and smell good. I love it when you smell nuts. Get out of the microphone. I had to make a comment. Get out of the fucking microphone. I had to make a comment about him smelling nuts. Mm. Man, I could eat a whole bunch of those. Ooh, there's a little bit on the back, a little spice on the back end of it, and that's it. Man, that's like, oh my gosh, that's... Those are five. That's unbelievable. Those are bonkers good. I could, I could, I would easily mm-hmm. make myself sick on those. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, would make myself Ooh, sick. Ooh, there is a little spice on the It end. is. It's it, great. It's it got to be some cayenne pepper or something. That's there. really good. Oh, I give God. them both fives. We'll get yeah. baggies and split that shit up. That's yeah. yeah. Nobody gets all that. We got to, usually we just let, all right, you can well, take it. Well, Janet made a, made a We're bag, a bag of her stuff for each of us, so. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, that's good. My God, those are amazing. Those are, yeah. Can we just take a break here and just eat that box? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow, those are great! Yeah, thank yeah, you both. Thank those you are... guys. That seriously, mm. I, I was, <laughs> I was talking to Mandy today. She, uh, she was like, "How weird is it that people take the time to make stuff for you guys?" I'm like, <laughs> you "Yeah, I know. Like seriously. Well, I mean, think about my wife won't even make me a goddamn cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, Sarah. What's going on? <laughs> she probably would. I just thought it would be funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> like in the early days, somebody sent us crab cakes. Yeah, on dry ice. Yeah, if anybody wants to do that again, by who the way, was but that? we need to look that up because I have no idea. It was, who somebody that was. On it was really early. It was really early on. Somebody on Twitter. They're not even in the pub or anything. Wow. I'm not sure I could find them if I tried. And I'm not going to try. So, if you're still listening, thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's go into the news feed. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Sarah Khan is back. If you need Khan! me, if you need me, I'm gonna be freebasing these nuts. <laughs> Let it go. Lob it up on in there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh my God! Really? Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is from uh, Sarah Khan. At or Rico Suave, as we call her. Oh man, that 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 those nuts are very spicy. At the, towards the end, my mouth is a little. They're really not. I mean, they're they get a little bit of spice, but yeah. Just just move on. Yeah, we're just gonna make nut jokes all night. Just move on. Um, Sarah Khan, uh, Miss at Miss Sarah Jane. Miss Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Jane. Jane. Ms. Sarah with an H. Jane, thirty-two. Um, she said. Uh, she shared this with her kids. They're seventh graders. She's a teacher. Um, she loved it. And God bless you. Yeah, no yes. kidding. Uh, they loved it and wanted to know why America wasn't cool enough to have Christmas monsters. <laughs> I wanted to tell them uh, we do. His name is uh, President Trump, but that's <laughs> but the whole uh, I may get fired thing uh, got in the way. Merry Christmas, Mike Pence is Krampus. <laughs> They're all Krampus. Paul all right. Ryan, all those assholes. All right, so she sent me a list of eight legendary monsters of Christmas. Eat my fucking Krampus. All right, go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, so, number one, Krampus. Obviously, got to get him out of the way. Um, these are all different holiday, epiphany, New Year's Day kind of like dudes. <laughs> Krampus. Uh, uh, San- Santa serves as the okay to encourage good behavior. Santa serves uh, as the carrot, and Krampus is the stick. Krampus is the evil demon, uh, anti-Santa, uh, or maybe his evil twin. 
Uh, Krampus night is celebrated on December 5th. Um, oh, we missed it. We should throw a Krampus party next year. We they should. did in Bloomington. Did they? Oh, yeah, uh, Monk was in town. He was like, what the fuck was going on in <laughs> Bloomington? Like, he was in Bloomington, and I said, people were walking around dressed like monsters. It was like the weirdest thing ever. Yep, alcohol's involved. Um, yep. So, so it's basically just like a normal podcast for us. <laughs> yeah. Just everybody's dressed just up as monster, demons. Drunk just monsters. monsters. Yeah. You just evil people. <laughs> I don't know how to say number two. So I'm going to try. And I think she... I think <laughs> it's that, this is well. I'm pretty sure she sent me this just to hear me say this, <laughs> Most next, likely, yeah. this next name. Uh, and it has some umlauts and some other weird markings umlauts above the letters. Umlauts and shallots. Yeah. Jean shallots. Um, that's, that's a good reference. We have a Jean shallot reference shallot on the podcast. Yeah. Did not well, see that is, coming. That's as deep as a deep cut. I woke up this there. morning and I said, I don't think we'll have a Jean shallot <laughs> reference. And lo and behold, boy, were you wrong. Was I wrong. Yep. Uh, okay. So uh, number two is... Uh, <laughs> Jola Cotern in. That is exactly how you say that. Do you know how to say it? No. Let's spell it. I, I, uh, I, I, do I know how okay. to say it? Am I looking at it? It's J O L A K O T T U R I N N. Sounds right to me. Jola Cotern. Jola Cotern. Jola Cotern. Anyway, it's a Yule cat. All right. It's a, it's a monster from Icelandic uh, folklore. You're a Yule cat. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a huge and vicious cat said to Yule, lurk. Yule cat. A Yule cat. <laughs> that's, my new, that's my new jazz album coming out, my Christmas jazz album. Yule cat. What's up, all you Yule cats? It's just Michael making horn noises. Have yourself, have yourself a, a merry, merry little, little Christmas. Christmas. Merry little Christmas. An Arendelle Christmas. We have a really happy day. Here we are, as in golden days. Here we are, in days. It's like the, you have like a bunch of shitty impressions. That is your best impression God by far. Touch the feel of What's up, you cats? Let's get some snaps going on. It's white Aaron Neville to the rescue. Yeah. All right. We're never getting done with this movie. Um, <laughs> You'll cat. Okay, anyway, so you'll cat. Number two, number three is Frau Perchta. <laughs> Frau Perchta. Frau. Frau Perchta. Yeah, Frau. Frau Perchta. Uh, she just looks like an evil demon witch. Oh. Um, I didn't realize my mom was a <coughs> Christmas monster, but. <laughs> Told in Germany and Austria, Love sometimes feature a witch named Frau Perchta. Um, I'm gonna start. Call, I'm gonna call mom Frau Perchta oh, this man. weekend. Yes. She's not gonna have a clue. Not a clue. It's gonna be so funny. She has something dirty, isn't it? <laughs> You're not right. You need to get back to church. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, she hands out both rewards and punishments uh, during the 12 hey, days like of Christmas. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty on brand for Deb. Um, she is thought to have descended from a legendary alpine goddess of nature who yep, tends to the forest. No, well, no, no. <laughs> she is pretty pasty, though. That's um, a fair point. <laughs> this, this, this is a green witch is what it is. Okay. Um, all, right, all right, number next. four. How many are there? Eight. Oh, okay. Uh, number four, Bell Snickle. 
He looks like a character from Lord of the Rings. He's got like a whip. It looks like like Gimli. Uh, yeah, yeah. He BDSM? not as long as a of a of a beard, but uh, he's a male, male character from. Uh, Is he wearing assless chaps and the leather South, vest. No, he's got like a, a trench coat of some sort. No, well, it's not a trench coat. It looks like a trench coat with the sleeves cut off, but he's got a long shirt underneath. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Germans have like the best like yeah, Christmas characters. They do. They've been around a lot longer. They've they had a lot have. more time with mythology um, and Nazism. Anyway, he traveled. Uh, he's from Southwest <laughs> potato, German potato. lore. Uh, who traveled to the United States and survived in the Pennsylvania <laughs> Dutch customs. It's Hitler Claus. Yeah, uh, he comes to children sometime before Christmas wearing tattered old clothing and raggedy fur. Same. Bell Snickled carries a switch. That's what I wear to work. Uh, to frighten children and candy to reward them for good behavior. In modern visits, the switch is only for noise to warn the children uh, they still have to be good before Christmas. And then all the candy, like, all the children get candy. Or like how in America we just have Elf on the Shelf, this inert, stupid piece of shit that sits on a bookcase <laughs> or whatever. making a mess in your kitchen. That, that we basically use to keep our kids in line during the Christmas season. Germans are like, fuck that. We got a monster with a switch that'll beat the shit out and of you. And the shit that parents do with Elf on the Shelf, it's... If their kids did that shit, they'd lose their mind. Yes, they would. You know, if I had two of those, they'd be in sexual positions, right? Yeah. I have one. If you have you one. You have one, <laughs> one sexual position? I don't. I, do. I don't, but I can go buy one. <laughs> Missionary or get the fuck out. <laughs> you know what we should do? Next, you know what we should do next year on Instagram is 25 years of Elf on the... 25 days of Elf on the Shelf. Oh, oh gosh. God. Somebody write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Some, somebody remind us next year. Um, yeah. Anyway, so number five... Is Hans Trap? Um, Hans of Trap. The Von Traps? Uh, well, kind of. Are they he the tra- is trapeze artist. <laughs> he is a anti Santa who hands out punishment to bad children. Well, that too, well, probably. If he's German, <laughs> probably. Uh, he's he's dressed as a scare, as a scarecrow. So that's kind of a creepy. It dude. is, man. Oh man! And then in North Korea, they have Kim Jong Un. The legend says that Trap was a real man, a rich, greedy, and evil man who worshipped Satan and was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Did we have more beer? Did I hear tell that we have? Well, more yeah, beer? but we got a whole bunch left to go. Dude, that wasn't hardly any beer. I know we have another big bottle, and it's not gonna be much either. Well, let's get another bottle in the freezer then. We can always do <laughs> more eggnog in Southern Comfort, guys. Eh, I'm not a sorry. I'm not a liquid liquid pudding fan. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, number six was Pierre. Just one of those would be Foitard? Foitard? Pierre Foitard? Foitard? It's got to be French, right? Foitard, yeah. Foitard. It's probably not Foitard. It's Foitard. Foitard. It's not Tard. The D is silent. Foitard. Stop saying Tard, Michael. God, Michael. Well, it's T-A-R-D. I can't help it. God, I almost made a joke that would have pissed so many people. I'm glad you didn't. Um, anyway, it was directed at you, so it would have been like a long balance. <laughs> Eat a dick. You frittata. No. Uh, okay, so it, it translates to <laughs> Father Whipper. I have to stop. Father right. Whipper? Father Whipper is yeah. what it translates to. What happened to the beer? Didn't you say you just got up and you didn't get I'll, another beer? Whenever he wants to finish it, he will. Anyway, it begins with an evil butcher who uh, craved children to eat. 
He, Jesus. Whoa. He, he and his wife uh, lured three boys into a butcher shop where he killed, chopped, and salted them. Good God. Uh, well, say, you got to salt them or they don't stay. Well, right. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. If you're going to go to all that trouble, you got to preserve, <laughs> you preserve it. Then St. Nicholas came to the rescue, resurrected the boys, and took custody of the bu- butcher. Boy, that is. Uh, that's, that is and then, weird. And then the butcher became St. Nicholas's slave, whose job was to dispense punishment to bad children. Wow. So St. Nicholas hired a serial killer. Yes. Yep. That's exactly Neat. what it I'm is. A serial butcher killer. <laughs> and number two, the our uh, number seven, uh, the Yule Lads. The sounds like a gay chorus. It does. No, it sounds yeah. yeah, it sounds like the worst boy band in history. <laughs> Yule Lads, they only do Christmas. It's like uh, they only tour one month out of the year. It's uh uh Buble, <laughs> Groban. And then Lance Bass because he's broke. <laughs> and Lance Lance <laughs> Bass and uh, 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 the, the the Joey Fatone. <laughs> I can't even think of the, Chris Kirkpatrick. That's I what I was trying to say. Of I feel like Chris Kirkpatrick. Joey a deeper Fatone. Cut. I know Lance Bass and then Timberlake. And I don't yeah. know any of the rest of them. Um, I don't even know which band was that. In Sync or Backstreet Boys? I have no idea. The Yule Lads, uh, in ancient times, they stole things and caused trouble at Christmas time. So they uh, were used to scare children into behaving like the Yule Cat. (laughs) So um, I guess they're they're related. Back to the Yule Cat. Can we just say that Yule Cat's going to be the... It probably going to be the... uh, I don't know. We also have Christmas Crank. I've got some good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And last but not least, number eight. Dude, we've got 20 minutes for to do this interview. You need to. Um, number eight is Gryla. Uh, all Yule lads answer to Gryla, their mother. <laughs> she, she predates uh, the Yule lads in Icelandic legend uh, as the ogress who kidnaps, cooks, and eats. Uh, kidnaps, cooks, and uh, eats children who don't obey their parents. God, dude, that is just dark. Yep, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yep. So thanks, Sarah. Hmm. I'm gonna have nightmares about Yule cats. <laughs> Neat. Um. Oh, what do you guys got? Go ahead. From uh, WEEI Sports Radio Network. They're on your side. Uh, Tom Brady releases wellness app. Oh God, I heard about that. It. Costs oh, fuck him. That costs nearly two hundred dollars per year. God, I don't think I've ever hated an athlete more than yeah. Him. I know. Maybe Christian Leitner or Grace. That's Allen. it's called the TB12 method. Anyway, so it's basically hawking this, yeah, these products he, he, and shit. I'll show him the fucking method right here. Um, did you see that the uh, Patriots and Belichick banned his quack doctor from being on the sidelines God. or going on flights God. with the team? Yeah, Can't imagine why. No, no. Drink anyway. this water. You won't get a sunburn. Uh, and then this one from NorthJersey.com, part of the SPF USA 40. Today Network. Uh, man reportedly defecating off Patterson Rail Bridge forced into river by a train. Oh. So he was... Dropping a deuce off the side of the bridge. Ooh. I mean, when nature calls. Sky deuce. A man reportedly defecating from a freight rail bridge in Patterson was forced into the Poshak River. We'll go with that. Uh, by an oncoming train Monday night. By, but emergency workers fished the screaming victim out of the cold water and took him to the hospital for treatment. A spokesperson for New York, Susquehanna, Susquehanna and Western Railway confirmed that one of his trains hit someone, but were unable to provide details about the incident. An employee on the slow-moving train saw the man on the tracks on a bridge near 4th Avenue with his pants down around his ankles and attempted to (laughs) stop the train before striking him. Authorities said police reports from the scene were not clear on whether the man jumped into the river to avoid getting hit or he was knocked into the Poshak River by the train. You know this is how I'm going to die, right? Yep. 
I'm gonna be shitting on the side of a so bridge, pants and, down, taking yep. a dump, and get hit by a car or yep. train, something's or a semi. <laughs> yep. And I'm just gonna at your funeral is gonna be. It's how he would have wanted. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> he died happy. <laughs> He, he died. died how he lived. He died. <laughs> he died doing what he loved most. <laughs> all right, that's all. Just I got. taking a shit on a right. runaway I'm train. I'm just gonna do one tonight because it's a it's a doozy. <laughs> on a runaway. Go ahead, Samantha. The sex robot needs repairs after abuse at trade show. Uh, Wait, run that by me again. Samantha, the sex robot, do needs we repairs. Do, I feel like we did this. Uh, nope. No. After abuse at a trade show. Again. Oh man. Luckily, this is not in America. In Austria. Good day, mate. Uh, an anatomically <laughs> correct sex robot is roughed up by attendees, raising many troubling uh, questions. Yeah, you yeah. think? First of all, that's Samantha. Boy, give me, let me put my dong in that. Let me see. Wow. Like, I don't get it. Yikes. I, like, we've talked about I I don't get it. So, uh, you gotta be pretty lonely for that. It's hard to believe, but even Samantha the sex robot might need to be reprogrammed to ward off unwanted sexual advances. Can they they erase her memory? Long long story short, so I guess this robot has like, they programmed her. The creators were super pissed off about this. They programmed her to need like affectionate touch to respond, like, and to be romanced essentially. Like, Mm. And the attendees, which isn't, think, which isn't a whole, the attendees, sex I robots think, go isn't a horrible idea, but. right? But the average, if you're going to stick your dick in a sex robot, I'm yeah. thinking romance is probably not what's not on real high, on, high on the agenda. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably not very good at it either. Yeah, so, my sex robot's being a real bitch. They're about Samantha's about five thousand U.S. dollars, and so, um, basically, long story short, she has all these sensors all over her body that respond to like nice touch and all this sure. stuff. Basically, she was roughed up so bad that it fucked up her programming. <sighs> Boy, if that's not a metaphor. Yeah. So geez. it's... it's uh, Be more heavy-handed with the metaphor. It's what raising... It's raising <laughs> so many... It's raising a lot of interesting questions about... You mean disturbing. Well, okay. Yes. <laughs> disturbing questions. <laughs> potato you, you, pa- potato <laughs> pa- prostitute. Yeah. All right. You say interesting, uh, I say disturbing. So... Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. So the, the guy that created it said, when we got her back, it was clear. Basically what happened was they, they went to lunch or went away and left the sex robot oh, at man. the booth. And that's when everybody went People nuts. People went in... What? Why? On the third day, she was left alone at the booth, and passersby were free to engage without supervision. When the developers returned, Samantha had been prodded, used, and groped so aggressively that she was badly damaged. No. Woof. When we got her back, it was clear she had been roughly treated, which is not how she should be handled. She should be treated with respect. And honestly, I kind of agree with that. I feel bad for the robot. There was damage to the neck and mouth. Oh, boy. If people ever wonder why Skynet ends up destroying the so they actually, humanity. They repaired, her, they repaired her and a number of her sensors were replaced. Um, Jeez. But it really raises questions about like boundaries. Yeah, I don't blame Skynet. I like, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a whole podcast so it says, in and of itself. With AI, we are entering uncharted territory. We simply don't know if sex robots like Samantha will prevent antisocial behavior among humans or encourage it. 
were the attendees w- oh, who roughed up good. a $5,000 sex doll engaging in boorish juvenile behavior, or were their impulses darker and now more likely to be expressed with other men and women? There's, and no, con- the there's, no, con- there's no consequences. Yep. Uh, but but there again, if you do that to a sex robot, at what point do you start doing that to a human? Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that's the question. So I mean, it's, it's the uh, same thing with like video games too. I mean, people have those same sure d- discussions about that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's a uh, mm-hmm. great story, Brad. Thanks. Anybody got anything from the Good News so Network? Treat your. I actually have quite a few of them, but uh, <laughs> uh, don't don't rough up your sex robots, kid. Treat them with respect. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's the moral of the story. Wine, wine them and dine them before you... Uh, 69 them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You wow. beat me to the punch, but yes. Um, okay, so I've got two... I've got a bunch of really awesome ones. I've got two... Well, Flor- we've got 15 I know. Minutes, I've got so. two Florida Man ones. I'm not going to do. Save them for next week because i got to do these Christmas ones. Um, number one, uh, woman decks the halls with her placenta. Oh. Uh, Mom of two has revealed that she handcrafts beautiful Christmas ornaments, mi- mixing glitter with her own powdered placenta. She keeps her three-year-old son Ezra's uh, dehydrated afterbirth, uh, which has been ground into powder in her freezer, and then she mixes the granulated uh, granules and glitter, and then paints blank ornaments with uh, the result to create an unusual festive decoration. I mean, I. I doubt you know what it is. No, you like, don't. It's like that's just. It, but the, there again, does that just seem like a publicity stunt? Like, well, for sure. I mean, you're never going to know it. The New York Post for it. She said, "I used to think you couldn't pay me to eat placenta, uh, but it made such an amazing difference." So she apparently eats it as well. But it's like three years old. That's, that shit's got to go bad. I've heard of people eating there. What's, Not in the freezer. What's the expiration what's on a placenta? What's the expiration on a placenta? Somebody, get, somebody look that up. It's got to be freeze-dried. It's got to have some freezer burn. <laughs> Honey, tonight we're eating freezer burn placenta. I, spe- I, I, I sprinkled it with some paprika. <laughs> also have some lemon zest Move on Move on. There. Move on. Um, anyway, so... There, there you go. There's placenta. Mm. There's this. This article is so freaking long. I'm not going to read any more of it. But thank you. Thank if you. If you'd like more, uh, we'll post a link <laughs> on way, Facebook we and ever, on Twitter. Where did we land out on the? Beer? I'll get it when we're done with this news feed. I'll get them. Gosh. All right. Um. And then the I don't last miss whatever one. riveting thing he has to say. <laughs> yes. So, uh, there is a choir, um, that uh, of 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 young angels, m- dudes, young men, boys, um, young dudes. Who um, Mott the Hoople? I don't know Mott the Hoople. You don't know that song? No. Okay. There's well. a, a a Danish comedian who <laughs> guess, guess to, what's happening now. <laughs> there's a, a Danish uh, comedian okay. who is also a, a chili enthusiast. He's and um, he's a YouTuber known as Chili Claws. Uh, he recently fed uh, Denmark's Herning Boys Choir. Um, Oh. Uh, this gem of a video where they uh, went on to sing. Uh, I'm getting ready to play music. Oh, he's playing. Yeah. Turn it. I don't want to hear Mott the Hoop. It's a great song, shit. man. No. Oh, um, the young okay. dudes. I don't think they're going to be able to hear it, but uh, let me fast forward a little <laughs> bit. So they, they sing. And nobody uh, can hear that. But I us. don't think anybody can hear that. So but that's us. riveting. Radio. I just wanted to give it to you. <laughs> But what's most important is their faces. So they sing part of the song, and then they all eat a, a, ch- a chili. 
So they eat a literal chili. Yeah, and then they try and sing. And then you can watch their whole video. (laughs) Just some YouTube guy thought it would be funny. (laughs) He's crying. Yeah. And it's all like teenage boys trying to be tough and thinking they're hilarious. That one's not. (laughs) And so they're they're all singing together, coughing, tearing up, trying to (laughs) sing, sweating. Okay, everybody needs to watch this. Yeah, you need to watch that video. That's pretty good. That guy's literally about to throw up, that kid. Yeah, it, it, the whole it's like a I don't know, a, dude. A that would be hard. Video. You know yeah. why? Because you're exhaling, exhaling hot, hot air, air. Mm-hmm. and it's just gonna compound that and make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they're, they're keeping it. That's pretty good. <laughs> their eyes are freaking red. tears yeah. in their eyes. That's hilarious. Oh, it's so great. Wow. I gotta great. show you the very end of the video too. Uh, what happens? So this is a little further on. <laughs> Because that's just going to keep getting hotter, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kid's got his head buried in his hands. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Let me... This is the end of the video. <laughs> and they're all just running off stage to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's great. Chili claws? Yeah, chili claws. The, the, um, we'll post the it. Yeah, Herning Boys stuff. Choir uh, plus chili claws. So, all right, are we done here? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Time for Foofy. Yes, time for Foofy. You, wanna... you really don't know this song? No. Nope. Motha Hoople's the worst name for a band in history, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Same. It's a good song though. Yeah. It's no Rico Suave, but <laughs> the one is though. If we're honest. <laughs> all right. So this week we've got uh, Kathleen Falsani. Do you got anything Again, to say about her? The second. No. She, we've had her on before. She's lovely. Yeah. Go She's listen awesome. to the first episode. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, just uh, fast forward and find the part where she talks about meeting her son. How she met her son. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It'll wreck your ass. It will it wreck you. Freaking fantastic. We had a lot of feedback on that episode yeah, about did. how much it made people cry. Yeah. But yeah. She's super smart, too. And yes, she's she not is. like. She's awesome. She's not your typical, like, progressive Christian voice. She is a progressive Christian voice, but she is. Her, the stream that she's been on is different than than kind of our stream. It's, it's, yes. But it's very similar yeah. in, in, in a yeah. sense. But um, she comes at a lot of things from a different she's angle. She's also friends with Bono. Yeah, so, so I mean that's a thing. Like yeah. actual, actually, friends, like with actually the whole friends with the yeah. band. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, you know, um, as, as one is. Yeah. yeah. So she's <laughs> she's super um, super smart and intelligent, and she's got some some books out. Uh, one of which we're giving away at the uh, the live event as well. Um, oh, spoiler alert! We're giving away <laughs> books at the live event. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- well, well, not just we're books. We're giving away. As, yeah, I, I bought a bunch of books today to give away as, as cool. prize packs. So, and some other things we've got in store too. So yeah, yeah. her sin boldly. I can't recommend enough. Sin boldly. Yeah. Yep. Check it out. That's, sto- that's actually the one that I just that stories I got. of grace is all it, it is. And then go murder somebody. So yeah, no. that's what it says. You can do that. Sin yeah. boldly. Not, I don't think that's what the, <laughs> it's, it's in the afterward. I don't, <laughs> that's the moral of the whole book. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that uh, <laughs> Kathleen Falsani's on, on board with that. She's like a female Dexter. Yeah, so she's awesome. We really like her. She's we're, we're fans. So yes, very much so. Uh, check out her stuff. Check out she's God Girl on Twitter at G O D G R R L. Yep. Um, yeah, and yeah. girl, girl. That's how you say it. So uh, check her out, and uh, yeah, let's go further up, further in. Further up, further up, further up, further up, further up.
Kathleen, hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank hello, you for hello. coming back on the podcast. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, we shouting uh, at my computer. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we've had some technical difficulties, <laughs> but uh, that's generally par for the course for the Inglorious Bastards. Um, we're we, a professional uh, podcast, exactly. Yeah, we're the 200th ranked uh, professional podcast as of yesterday. So, um, so we uh, still your your first interview with us was still personally one of my favorites. Um, yeah, one of the most enjoyable we did. So we really wanted to have you back on, and we and talk, for Christmas for Christmas. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about. Um, you know, Advent and Lebowski, and because we didn't do any Lebowski shit last time, which is kind of a travesty. We really buried the lead on Lebowski. He, we sprinkled, <laughs> we peppered <laughs> some in. Too. Yeah, we peppered some in towards the towards the uh, towards the end. But we didn't but... get to the meat of Lebowski. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to the meat of Lebowski. Yes, we get all the way to the carabatsas. Yeah, <laughs> in the parlance of our times. Um, <laughs> So let's let's just start there. Let's start with some some lighter stuff. Let's start with Lebowski. Yeah. Um, you wrote an entire book on the Coen Brothers movies, yeah. uh, which is fantastic if you love Coen Brothers movies, especially. Um, so I want to talk about Lebowski. Just because when I first <laughs> so when I first watched the the Big Lebowski, if you haven't seen the Big Lebowski, just pause this podcast, go spend two hours and yeah, watch it, really? and then so come back. And you, you're going to watch it, and you're going to go, what the hell just happened? Um, <laughs> and, like, everything happened and nothing happened is kind of how it, that movie goes. Um, so let's just talk about what do you find, like, the, some of the spiritual undertones? Because they're all, I feel like they're all over that movie. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. As a Christian, I definitely find stuff all over the place. Christian, if you're a Buddhist, you can find stuff everywhere. If you're, if you're a nihilist, um, you know, nihilist, <laughs> fuck me. Um <laughs> You know, if you're, you can find wherever you are, you can find stuff all over all over that movie. So, what what have you found in that movie? Um, I mean, you were a whole you know a whole chapter in a book on it, so obviously you know some stuff. So, what what did you find in I, that? I, well, my fascination with the, the spirituality of of the Coen Brothers oeuvre um, <laughs> started with Lebowski. I mean, I, I right. think I, I saw Martin. I saw a bunch of the other films before Lebowski, but Lebowski was the turning point. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those films, it's, it's, a, it's an artifact, a cultural artifact that has that rare power of reflecting where you are spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. whatever. Every time I watch it, it, yeah. it says more about me than it does about the film. Yep. And I always find something new in it anyway. So I love the idea of, um, you know, when he's, at the toward the end of the film when he's speaking to the stranger <laughs> and yeah he says uh take take it easy man i know you will he said that's that's the dude um i like to think of uh, now see this it's been too long it's been probably <laughs> eight months since i watched it so now i'm starting to misquote it <laughs> forgive me um we'll, cor- that, we'll correct you don't worry thank you uh Taking it, taking it, taking it easy for all us sinners. Yeah, the dude, right. The dude abides, and that, that's Jesus to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. out there taking it easy for all us sinners, and the dude, the the character that Jeff Bridges, wonderful man that he is, yes. plays, which I think is a lot like himself personally. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Based on him, but it, he's, um, from what I gather from folks who know him, um. It's it's pretty close to what he's like as an actual human person. <laughs> uh, I, I like to think that Jesus sort of exists 
in time and out of time like the dude does in the <laughs> yeah. Um, perhaps with a, a little less swearing, um, less cuss words. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of, he's there, he's always steady and calm and there's a abiding peace in there. Mm-hmm. He's selfless. He's righteous. Um, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Doesn't take anybody too seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love that, that idea of the Christ figure is very appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, I know you talk about this in the book, the, or in that chapter in that book, um, which is the gospel according to the Coen brothers. If you, the dude abides the gospel according to the Coen brothers. If you haven't bought that, you, should, you all should go buy it. Um, you talk about this in the book that, you know, just the, the self, sort of the self deprecating, the, the, the willingness to go out of his way for another person when he, right. uh, when he goes to the, what's his landlord's name? Uh, it's been too long since oh, I've seen it. His triptych? What is it? Oh, what's his What's his landlord's name? Uh, oh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Uh, I'm drawing a total. Marty? No, not Marty. Uh, uh, Mar- Marty? It might Hold be Marty. On. I'm going to ask the Google. Yeah, Brad, Brad said it's Marty, so it's Marty. Thank you. Um, um, uh, when he when he when he asked him, he's doing his uh, his his little whatever he called it, his play thing. My cycle. My something. his cycle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his cycle, uh, and he wants to get. He wants him to go see it and give him notes. Like, yeah. And he goes to this just horrid performance. I mean, it's just horrid, and (laughs) really, and he's really involved in it. Like it. I mean, Walter, not obviously not. You know, we're gonna leave after the what have you. Um, you know, he's he's obviously involved in it. Like, there's just something so, I don't just human like about that. Like, just the ability to stand up and say, "I'm going to. I'm just going to go support this guy." Yeah, and he's egoless. Yeah, you know he moves he moves through life just to sort of be present for his friends, and he's not really looking for anything himself. Yeah, which is man, I need to watch that movie again. It's been too long. God, <laughs> we, as I'm talking about, it, I'm like, yeah, it's I'm overdue. I, I might have to watch it on the plane. It's it's been a minute, like we since I've watched it. We have uh, every, for a while. We didn't do it last year. We were a friend of mine that introduced me to the the Big Lebowski, which is his greatest gift to me ever. Um, <laughs> what we have a Lebowski, our own Lebowski fest. Um, once a year where we go down and just drink and go eat and watch Lebowski and watch some other movies and stuff. It's pretty fantastic, but we're overdue. Um, so You're let, out of let, your element. Oh yeah, we are out of our element. Um, so, you know, the whole, the, basically the, you know, you said the last sort of line, not the last line of the movie, one of the last lines of the movie is the dude abides. So in this particularly shitty time we're living in, how do we sort of maintain that dudist lifestyle? How do, oh, how do we abide, how do we abide and I mean what are you doing to I guess abide in this Oh no just... I'm a lot more I'm a lot more Walter Sobchak these days than <laughs> that I am the dude Shut the uh, fuck up Donnie just sort of uh, yeah it's who we're am in a sort I? of Who am I? I'm a fucking veteran Mercury is in retrograde grade and Lebowski is in Walter or something it's yeah <laughs> uh, especially today I'm so freaking angry about this Congress yeah. just, oof. Um, wow, what a time. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Is that where we landed you know, on that? I, in my, in my, yeah. Um, sometimes there's a man. Um, <laughs> we I, we, like we need a man for his man. time. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's in my highest and best moments, which are few and far between these days, I think I do try to enjoy the small things and be kind to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
which is very dude, very dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I try to stick up for, uh, to speak out against injustice, which he always does. Yeah. Um, in his way. This aggression will not stand, man. Aggression will not stand. Yeah. Um, smoke a little tie stick. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Even here in California. <laughs> you know, hold the occasional sit in if necessary. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm great at drafting manifestos, um, on occasion, <laughs> but you know, I think, I think we have our tagline for the episode. I'm great. At, <laughs> I'm great at doing manifestos. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's, I think if we can remember to be dude, like at least once a day, um, and just kind of be, don't be a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember to not yeah. be a, once or twice a day. I think that'll lift the whole boat. I'm we're mixing our metaphors so hard right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, we, this is a time when we all should lean into, um, dudism a lot harder than we, I think so too. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I, I have to, I'm going to have to revisit, uh, the dude myself. <laughs> it does. Ha I mean, when you start it, it if you're, if you're, if you have like rage migraines, like I've been getting yeah. pretty much, you know, at least once or twice a week, I think, a uh, an antidote to that could be a, a viewing of, of Lebowski. You could just <laughs> keep it running in the background. Like I do Netflix, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's playing on a loop. Um, yeah. Well, wow. So let me, you mentioned, we actually, you actually mentioned this on the last interview we did with you but you, we didn't go into any depth in it and i want to do that the 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 idea of the the jewish idea of the lama vavniks vavniks yeah. yeah i want to talk about that because i think that that and what we can sort of learn from that particularly jewish idea because it's uh when i read that i was like holy crap i've never thought of that and that's a fantastic Isn't that great yeah it's a fantastic idea like it's just great um the Lamed Vavnik is is an idea from sort of Jewish mysticism, which has some basis in one of the in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, it's rooted in that that story, the biblical story about um, God looking for I can't remember what number he started with seventeen thirty five something <laughs> righteous people, and and Lot's like, how about eight? How about seven? How about four? How about one? Um, anyway, so it's. The Lamed Vavnik, the, the name itself is from the Hebrew for 30 and 6 or 3 and 6. Was, the idea is that there are 36 righteous souls alive on the planet at any given time in history. And it they hold the sort of fate of the world on their shoulders. And in, if even one of them were to perish, we'd all be screwed. <laughs> and the, but, but they don't know who they are. And nobody else knows who they are. So it's this again, this sort of the fate of the world rests on their shoulders, but they have no idea, and nobody else would think that it would be somebody like them that upon whom the fate of the world would count or rest. And the dude is certainly a character like I could see that. Yeah, right. And I saw that because the the idea of what a, a mensch, the the Jewish word for like a. a a decent person or somebody who tries to help that mensch mention yeah. um, is also comes from this idea of Lamed Bobnik. And, and I think right now, um, I like to look around occasionally and think like, I wonder who, who might be a Lamed Bavnik right now. 
I'd like to, um, I think, um, there are some comedians out there who, who might be. Yeah. Like yeah. So start naming names. Who do you, who do you, who would you? Patton Oswalt is totally. Uh, oh, I yeah. freaking love him. Dude, his latest, his latest, uh, stand up was amazing. On more than one occasion, that man has given me strength and life yep. and, you know, um, personally and in his stand up and I mean his whole story with Meredith um, yeah. and that and Alice's daughter, that whole thing is if you're if you're really feeling down about the state of the world, I'm yeah. now gonna bastardizing um love actually. Uh, <laughs> just kind of surf on over to either Patton Oswald or Meredith Salinger's Twitter feed and yeah. you'll feel better about life in yep. general. Yep. Absolutely. Um, it's so- chaos. They're so cute, it's gross. It's oh, just ridiculous. it's just I mean, wonderful. He got married on the Henson Studios lot. How fabulous is that? Yeah. <laughs> Everything about that. So I think if we were voting, if if Lamed Vavniks were um, something that were built on a vote, uh, I think Patton would be in the running. Yeah. Uh, for Chief Lamed Vavnik. Uh, of course, he could never think of himself that way. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Bridges, of course. Oh, God. Oh, God. He is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, and see that I run out of people. Um, so speaking of love, actually, can we talk about Kira Knightley's teeth in that movie? <laughs> Pretty out of control. Oh, uh, was that before the caps? Or yeah, something? I man, like if you, if I mentioned that. Now go watch it again. You will be able to see nothing else. Oh no! Oh jeez! Wow. I'm serious. Go watch the friggin' movie, Michael. <laughs> I did. I did the annual viewing last week. I like that movie. Cannot get past her teeth. Yeah, great. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> Alan Rickman, Vavnik. Oh, man. Oh, R.A.P. Alan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going with Pete Holmes. What's that? I'm going with Pete Holmes, too. Oh, Petey Pants? Yeah. Petey Pants Totes. is mine. He's he's Totes. mine for sure. Yeah. Tig Notaro. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Who else? Somebody else in there. Uh, I got nothing. Uh, just those those three or four, and one of them's dead. So what about Bono. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that was a contractually obligated. Yeah. No, because I, I, I know that uh, you know he he's a dude that tries to do a lot of good in the world. He does. And... I've, I've got questions for about him later. So okay, well we'll yep, get to we'll get to that. Okay, so put Bono on the back burner. Who's the, who's the Lamed Vavnik in you two? Adam. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so would Bono's problem be that Bono thinks he's a Lamed Vavnik? No, he so would he never can't think be. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Not in a million years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were very you were very hesitant when I mentioned him. So <laughs> only because he just would never think of himself that way. Okay, gotcha. I think you have to be a little lower profile to be a Lamed Vavnik. Oh, but well, that's no. okay. Well, that makes sense. He's definitely not not low, low profile. profile. <laughs> no, not so lower. much. Lower, like a like a Pete Holmes. Lower. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. 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 Not three assholes in a microphone in uh, Indiana low. <laughs> we are, we are, we're, we're not going, not that, we're not going no. that low. Anyway. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the Donnies of the world, if yes, we're honest. Yes. <laughs> um, we're the ones everybody's telling us shut the fuck up. Nobody, uh, nobody fucks with Jesus. So, so let's... Uh, okay, we, we go with Lebowski. Yeah, we're we down enough Lebowski. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple... Uh, uh, one of our listeners actually had a couple questions that she wanted to ask. In regards to your last interview... Um, so you, oh, really? you, the last interview you talked about how you adopted your son, which was yeah. just 
God, we had so much feedback on that, and people are just like, I just bawled like a baby. Yeah, I cried in my car whenever you listened yeah, to it. Yeah, it's just yeah. unbelievable. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic story. So she wanted to talk about that a little bit. Where you know, from winning the trip to Africa, like you did, and you know, mm-hmm. the whole Madonna adoption thing, and yeah, that decision, how that had an effect on on your your case. It, you know, she said it sounds like a lot like God had sort of had a plan for you and for your for your for Vashko. And so, yeah. you, what's your take on that? Does God sort of like lay out paths for us? Does He make things happen? Does He ha- are, are they just random coincidences? You know, how do you? As you sort of thought back over the years with this, how how have you what what have you kind of come up with? I mean, theologically, I'm a I'm a full throated Gumpian, as in Forrest. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm not really sure how things like prayer work. Right. Um, I'm a really t- terrible believer. Um, I'm certainly not a very good Christian, whatever that means. Um, I I the most sure I've been of anything theologically in my life was that God's fingerprints were all over the path that led our son to us. Yeah. It's just a crazy, amazing story that I had almost nothing to do with. I just showed up um, and said said yes a lot. Yeah. And it's hard to listen to that story and go, yeah, that was just coincidence. No. (laughs) Like you just, there's just no way. I mean, no, I can't. That's, you know, I just see, I mean, there are too many, and I'm sure this, I mean, this is life itself, what I'm about to say, but I just think theologically there were too many instances of this for it to not be part of something much bigger and much more intricate than my own little life and plans. But um, I I think there were were so many instances of if we had just said no instead of yes, if we had, if we'd hesitated instead of just making the leap and it didn't make sense. Any of it at the time. It was yeah, right. crazy. It made about as much sense as buying a raffle ticket and thinking you're going to win. <laughs> um, you know, and I didn't think I was going to win because I'd never won anything else before. Right. So I think there's something to the power of why not. Hmm. And I think why not or sure is a theological statement. It's the story of Mary. Yeah, I totally. Mean, I, I talked about this on the day when in, we're... In the, I went to Catholic mass this morning, which is a whole other thing. Uh, (laughs) I was looking for a neighbor who's usually there to give her something and she wasn't there. So I sat through the mass anyway, which I do on occasion. Um, But it'd been a while. But the reading this morning, this, this morning, sorry, my husband's name is Maury. This morning. (laughs) Tell him happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. um, Was the annunciation. You know, Mm. it's when the the angel comes and says, Hey, you're going to have a kid. And she's like, but I haven't known a man. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And the angel says, no, but really. And then she goes, mm, okay. Yeah. And it's crazy. She was it 13 is. years old. She yeah. knew she could have been killed for being pregnant out of wedlock and all of those things. And she still said, okay, sure. Why not? It, it's insane because she asked, how is this possible? And the answer is not an answer. No. Like, no. The, it's just, no. oh, oh, the spirit's going to take care of that. And she just, uh, that's not an answer. You know, right. what I mean? like it's not like, well, you're going to have sex with this dude, then this dude, you're going to get pregnant. Like, it's nothing like that that is practical. You can look at that and go, oh, okay, I can see how that would happen. The Holy Spirit's going to do it, and then she just goes, oh, okay. well, all right, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it is yeah. the weirdest. It, it, Kathleen, it's the weirdest fucking story ever. It and, is. And we it's don't. Really we don't get how weird it is. Like right. I think and she we, wasn't. 
she doesn't sit there and go, well, according to my rabbis, right. or when I was being instructed, <laughs> or the, theo- the theology says this, or the prophets before me said that. She just is presented with this insane scenario. Yeah. Insane, scary, crazy, nobody's going to believe you. And she somehow gets from holy shit to okay, sure, really quickly. Yeah. For, for, for anybody, especially for a young person. Yeah. So I think there's some there's some magic, um, spiritual magic in that. Why not? Sure, yes, okay. Um, when it doesn't make any sense, yeah. And that's that's what I see in the story of of my son and how we found each other. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we had an episode a while back with um, Michael. I think you were when you were in Canada, where we talked well, Brad and Michael or Michael or Brad and I, and then one of our friends who comes on the podcast often said we were talking about the idea of, you know, does God still speak? Does God, is he still mm. active in the world? Is he still doing things like, like this? And I was there for that episode. No, you weren't. You said I was, wasn't here for the hell episode. I was there for the, does God speak? It doesn't <laughs> matter. Move on. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Michael's here. Apparently he didn't contribute anything. So nobody remembers. Anyway. But you know, we never really came to a conclusion. It was more of like, like things happen that literally you can't explain outside of, uh, well, I guess God did it. Like I, I've yeah. just, I've been around 41 years and I've just seen too many weird things happen that they're just, there's no way it's coincidence. Like, and yeah, you can make a case that, yeah, it's, you know, in a open universe like we have that given the amount of things that happen, that something like this would happen. Sure. Whatever. However, the chances are so minuscule that it, it just feels like it can't be anything other than that. That's how it feels to me through yeah. the lens, you know, that how I see the world, which yeah. is through a, a lens of some kind of limping faith and coming from the in sort of clinging to the outermost edge of the tent we call Christendom these yeah. days. Yeah. But that's how that's how it makes the most sense to me. That's yeah. how the pieces fit together the yeah. best way for me. And I'm sure other people who don't have the same kind of lens that I do might understand it differently but that's how i get it yeah sure and i think we're all the same way i think the three of us would say the same thing so it's okay okay i wasn't here for that episode (laughs) no you weren't i told you you weren't i knew you weren't here gosh well one time you said i wasn't here for the hell episode and i was totally here for the hell episode yeah, I don't think you're here for that one either. I was That's definitely fine. here. Okay, anyway. Every episode that Michael's here is hell. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> They're all the hell episodes, 97 of them. Um, so you wrote so you wrote an entire book on grace called Sin Boldly. Can't recommend it enough. Um, Sin Boldly. Yeah. We're actually going to be uh, giving it away. You okay. are. We are. for our We're doing a 100th episode live. Oh, we didn't tell you you're sending us a free copy? No, <laughs> no, no we, are, we already ordered it. We ordered it today. Yeah. Um, we're doing a hundred, our live episode, our hundredth episode is going to be live in Bloomington and we've got like people coming from literally all over the country to, uh, meet up and when is that, uh, January 6th. Yeah. Uh, watch us, uh, do a podcast, which that makes a lot of sense. Um, (laughs) if I were were not out here on the wrong coast, I would, well, that's no excuse. We have people flying from California and Oregon. (laughs) Fine. <laughs> Get your shit together, Kathleen. Um, Indiana is super lovely and warm in don't, January. Don't worry. We have faces for radio anyway. <laughs> You're not missing much. Um, the beards. The beards. Yeah, absolutely. That's just so, to cover up the ugly. <laughs> Mine just keeps creeping up my face. The more I covered, the better. Um, okay, so you, you wrote an entire book on grace, and we did an episode last week where we talked about... Um, 
the whole, you know, I, I guess the basic question was, how would you term it? Brandon? Well, the whole um, thing was we called it Grace Sucks. And, and we talked about, you know, oh, gosh. How do we extend grace to people like Roy Moore who won't admit that they're, how far, they're wrong? How, we, we talked about how, how long <laughs> does somebody have to pay a price before it's, they've paid enough? Because I think, you know, yeah. in, the, in the, we talk, I mean, right now in America, it's mob, mob rules. Mm. Um, and so basically the mob determines, has this person paid enough? Whether it's Roy Moore, whether it's uh, Louis C.K., whether it's Al Franken, Al Franken or Harvey Weinstein, you know, whoever it is, how, how, how much is enough? Um, mm. And so we talked about grace and how we really only like grace for us or for our tribe. Right. But we really hate it for the other guy. I would say with the before you answer the the caveat with that is Roy Moore isn't really apologetic about it. Right. Where he, some of these people are apologetic, but whether or not their apologies are sincere is in the question too. So I mean, we did land on this guy shouldn't be a senator. Yes. Regardless of what you what you feel about Grace, but right. That's um, a different. Thing. It is yeah. completely yeah different. right yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think if we believe in Grace, we have to believe in Grace for everyone. Yeah. Even Trump. Even flaming assholes, uh, yeah. even <laughs> child molesters, even, I mean, it has to exist for them. Um, it, that doesn't mean that that's supposed to be something we muster for them. Hmm. What I mean is that the grace of God through Jesus Christ, and however that works, is available to all of us and all of creation, including Trump and more, and Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein and Louis C.K. and anybody else who's made gargantuan mistakes, who's gone through life being an insufferable fuckhead, who hurt children and the poor and the disenfranchised, who prey upon other people, who have done the most atrocious things, none and unknown, unknown in our human story, grace is still available to them. But that, and by that I mean that divine grace that isn't something that we can wrap our human minds around. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm supposed to be able to muster whatever I can muster that resembles that divine grace for someone else. Mm. Um, that's too much for yeah. most of us. Do most. Yeah. So I think that sometimes the best thing we can approximate to grace ourselves is to leave the door open for the idea that God's grace is available to that person. Um, you know, I, I, when I, when I was writing that book, sin boldly, um, I had a chance once or twice or three times to, to talk to Anne Lamott. And I asked Anne, um, about this. Can I asked her, can we be grace for each other? And she thought about it for a second and said, I think we can hold space for each other. Mm. And so you hold the space until that person is ready to move into it. And I, Oh, that's good. Is that what, is that what repentance is? Sorry. Is that what repentance is then? No, grace has nothing to do with repentance. Okay. Because I, there's, it's, then it makes, if it were, if it did have anything to do with repentance, there'd be a quid pro quo. Right. And that's the opposite of grace. Right. Um, and that, this is of course a cat. My caveat to all of this is this is my Christian understanding of grace. The Jewish <laughs> sure. understanding of grace is, you can't have grace without some sort of repentant, repentance. Okay. You try to make amends, you, you ask for forgiveness, you try to make amends, and the third time that you do it and you're rebuffed, then 
the onus goes back on the person that you've injured who isn't accepting your apology or your amends. Ah, okay. In the Christian sense, um, grace exists outside of karma, outside of whether you have asked forgiveness or repented or not. It's there. It's it's the father welcoming the son home before he even gets his excuse out. Up his skirts and running down the street. Yeah. That's grace. Oh, man. And uh, that's God's grace. And and the best that we can do most of the time is to hold space for somebody else until they're ready to move into that grace space. The father watching for the son. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll amend that in, in the 10 years or so since I wrote that book. Um, I also think that holding space is also meant for us, for the person who's holding the space. Um, it's, it, it, grace waits for us to be ready to extend it to, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the hard truth of all of this right now with all the cataclysm in the world and all the just utter bullshittery that's been happening mm. on a daily basis yeah. last year, um, it's hard to see any of that. And it's hard to, we're in, so many of us are in foxholes just trying to not get foot rot and <laughs> think about doing anything for anybody else or, or holding something that looks like forgiveness for people who have done horrible, horrible things and are unrepentant and even boastful about yeah. them. Um, that's really, it seems impossible. But Grace is that sort of, Anne Lamott tells a story in one of her books about, I think she'd gone skiing and been a little overzealous about some turn or whatever and she fell and or wound up in the uh mountain patrol shed <laughs> lying on a cot this is how i'm remembering it, at least forgive me annie if you hear this and i'm getting it wrong but she's lying <laughs> and i hope she's listening that would be fantastic I would. I hope come on the podcast <laughs> seriously annie you really should you'd like these guys <laughs> uh, She's lying there on the cot and there's like a space heater and something or something. So she's got like the kerosene fumes and it's hot, but she's, it's cold and she's out of breath cause she's fallen or whatever. And then there's like a little crack in the paneling and there's a cool fresh air breeze coming through. And that's grace. That sort of whiff of fresh mountain air when you're in pain and feeling terrible and inhaling a kerosene heater fumes and sweating and you're, you know, down ski onesie, whatever. <laughs> so it, in the moments where we're all kind of feeling like we've just gone headfirst down a run of moguls um, and we can't catch our breath and we just feel like we can't quite go on, that grace is those moments when we can get out of our own way long enough to, I don't know, send a tweet or send a message via resist bot or give 20 bucks to somebody's (laughs) campaign or um, buy a coffee for the person behind us in line at Starbucks, whatever it is, just, or, or, or not lay on the horn when somebody goes through the stop sign as you're driving your kid to school, whatever it is. (laughs) You you see, (laughs) that was strangely specific. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? <laughs> You're speaking into Matt's it's, life. It's entirely possible I gave somebody the bird for a full 10 seconds today. So, uh, Yeah, and that yeah. might have happened more. He was driving me back up the hill about an hour ago from <laughs> Christmas shopping in town and feeling oh so Christmassy <laughs> until the ran the stop sign and we both were screaming. 
Oh, Merry Christmas. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So grace is that, I don't know. It's so hard to even describe in words, but I think we all know it when we're in its presence. Yeah. And even if it's for a half second um, these days, that's, that's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, I used to call it grace spotting. If we pay attention to grace, start looking for it, you see it more often. It's like when you buy a new, you know, oddly specific Jeep Cherokee and (laughs) (laughs) suddenly seeing how many of those are in town that you've never noticed before. It's the same kind of thing when you're, when you adjust your lens and you start, you start looking for grace, you start seeing it more often. And I suppose if you start seeing it more often, you might be able to extend it more often than you can imagine you might be able to. Hmm. There's a mic dropper about halfway through the episode. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. I, uh, I needed to hear that. Thank you. Um, okay. So let's, this, this is a hodgepodge episode. So we're going to, let's move on to Advent. Sure. I love Advent. Advent's one of my favorite times of the year. Too. Okay, so okay, so well, since it's one of your favorite times of the year, what is it? What does Advent mean to you? And like, uh, what is maybe a follow up to that? Is what message does Advent have for us currently today? Um, I would say that for much of my life, until a few years ago, I didn't really think much about Advent. Advent was sort of a the buffer between I don't know All Souls Day and Christmas. Yeah. Um, but a few years ago, it was probably not to bring it down a notch, but I'm gonna, um, five years <laughs> ago, my dad died five years ago in November. Okay. Hmm. And so I, I was home until in Connecticut where I was from until, um, just not long before Christmas that year. And you know, that whole, my dad had had all Alzheimer's and it was just a, hmm. just a horrible demise for my favorite human yeah. on the planet. Um, and my North star, he was my Polaris and I couldn't imagine like without him. And then suddenly he was, or not so suddenly he was gone. And I had a friend, um, who had lost his father a number of years before that. And who kind of walked with me a bit through my dad's last months. And when it came time for Advent that year, and I was feeling so lost and untethered and just exhausted from grief and all of those things, uh, he reminded me. Um, just before the first Sunday in Advent, that it's all about looking for the light. Mm. I said, so just, you know, just look for the light. And that became my practice. I could barely get out of bed when I didn't want to talk to anybody when I was just kind of a husk. I started looking for the light. And that has become what Advent, essentially, as I understand that it is what Advent is, supposed to be about um that has become something that i look forward to coming through november is always a busy time um in my business i have a lot of deadlines in november um so and then thanksgiving and all all of the stuff yeah and so i'm usually in some kind of tatters by the end of that and then advent starts and i start thinking about the light, whether it's the literal light um, and how the light uh, changes that time of the year. Here, I live on the ocean, and it gets sometimes kind of gloomy for Southern California, which I, of course, love. And <laughs> the 
the light sets behind uh, the right behind the the southern tip of Catalina Island, and it's almost like a a, a shadow puppet play every night <laughs> at sunset here, and the colors change, and the way the light is refracted changes, and so something as simple as that. Um, becomes a touchstone for me every day. And when I look at the light or when I see the colors of a sunset, I think about looking for the light and Advent and what Advent is pointing to. It would, the light is opening up to the incarnation. Um, and so I, I, I love it. Uh, I love, love, love this time of Advent. And I usually, Advent finds me in church a lot more than perhaps I usually do. Yeah. I look forward to that too. And of course I say that having not made it to church, I think once this Advent, um, to an actual physical church with walls. Yeah. But I think I'm churching in a different kind of a way, but, yeah. um, that anticipation, that holy an- an- anticipation of the thing that's almost here, but not quite. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. And it, it, there's a quietness about that is it's not demanding that we repent and look at and examine our souls or fast or do all the things that it's cousin season of Lent ask us to do. Yeah. Advent is more open-handed and less, some, somehow less demanding, but uh, has increasingly become a really powerful, probably the most powerful time of the church calendar for me and the most powerful time of the spiritual cycle for me every year. Uh, so yeah, this year, uh, the closest thing I came to churching and a discipline was, uh, posting roomy quotes with a f- nice picture. <laughs> yes. I follow you on Facebook. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. Um, but yeah, light, light, light. Um, so let's, oh, uh, oh wait, one other thing. Okay, go. So I have this Irish friend who writes poetry that he then sings. Um, and rhymes with mono rhymes with mono um he almost uh, as infectious (laughs) as in catchy as in catchy yeah yeah yeah. i mean i love him and you know that so Mm -hmm. uh, he's a big boy and can take care of himself so um but he you know we had some drama right at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And it was a really difficult first mm. half of 2017. I will not be sad to see this yeah. year close its doors. And, um, a lot of the trouble, um, and, and nastiness and hatred and oppression was, uh, aimed at my son. Yeah. Thereby making me a screaming banshee of anger and rage yeah. most of the time. And my, my Irish friend, um, wrote something to my son earlier this year about um, darkness gathering around the light um, and how, you know, you must be bound for something because you're facing so much resistance. And remember that darkness always gathers around the light, not realizing that that was a lyric from a song that was just came out on the 1st of December, um, (laughs) making me snot cry. (laughs) <laughs> Every time I get in the car and my my phone sinks and it starts to play, so that idea of light during Advent and that darkness gathers around the light mm. is just added a new 
really profound layer of understanding in as much as I can um, to all of this enterprise of life for me, this yeah. advent darkness gathers around the light. So, yeah. Jeez, that's good. Can we talk about how weird it is that the lead singer of U2 sends your son notes? Like, <laughs> like, has it ever dawned on you that that's just really like, you're like the only person on the planet that happens to? I'm sure I'm not the only person, but yet, no, it's not lost on me. It's insane. I'm it, as I, when I picture myself, and I didn't mean that. I didn't share that to be bragging. No, 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 absolutely. It's just really good and profound, and he's yeah. wonderful and a prof. And a, gets out of his own way long enough to be a prophet sometimes, and I appreciate that. Does and a poet your, a lot of times. Does your son uh, ever go to school and like tell his friends, "I got a note from Bono"? No, 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 because he freaking and, should. And Karen, he sent it to me to give to Vashko. So Vash isn't like, you know, um, instant messaging with, with Bono or anything like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, no, it's, that's, that's, that's insane. Cause in, when I picture myself, you know how everybody sort of has right. an image of it. I'm the 17 year old girl in the Joshua tree t-shirt getting her passport picture taken to go to England for the summer to be a mime for the Lord. I mean, that's how I picture myself. Yeah. So it's 17 year old Kathy. Yeah. Cannot even with any of this stuff. Yeah. It's just huh. crazy and nuts and uh, an audacious grace. And one of the things that I'm always incredibly grateful for, um, for having Forrest gumped my way into <laughs> man many years ago. So great. That. Does that make Bono your Bubba? I'm trying to figure out the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bono my Bubba? No, cause I have a Bubba. Okay. I actually have a Bubba. Um, who's Vashko's godfather, John so, Michael Pillow. Yes, so, so Bono is your Lieutenant Dan. He is my Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> we're we're going to get this metaphor for kill us. Happen. Absolutely my Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Lieutenant totally. Dan, ice cream. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's talk about you two. For well, well, I think actually to go back to that, like how she feels about like you know, being the 17 year old, you know, in the Joshua Tree T-shirt, like feeling like that, like we that when we met Rob Bell, like oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> we're like that's what we were, like it's uh, and I know you, I know you know him really well, but when I was seventeen, yeah, you're right, yeah, exactly, but like like that's when we met him, when we talked to we were able to talk to Pete Rollins and we interviewed him, and like we've talked to Derek Webb and like these people who were sort of like were or are or are again like kind of our heroes like in a sense like influential in our very influ hugely influential in our life like if i if i ever get to interview richard Rohr, like i'll be done like oh. all we oh, gotta he, do I is all do. we gotta he's do is send the so email incredibly lovely what a lovely lovely man i know I, he like, certainly uh, is mm -hmm. <laughs> um we, we haven't asked because we're afraid he'll say yes yeah, it really is that. <laughs> that that is the truth i was listening to his latest homily and i had this like vision of, of sending an email to him going yeah let's do that and me just shitting my pants and being <laughs> like that was it yeah I, I think he would probably i think he'd be amazing on the show and i think he'd probably get a kick out of it it's not like most of what he does yeah so. right yeah but anyway i just we did i just wanted because we really we totally relate to that whole like with this whole podcast the people we've been able to talk to yeah including yeah. including you and like, like, like bono is a completely different level that's a different though. level like, that's yeah that's a whole different level like bono but, can't go to a slum in kenya where everybody doesn't know who the hell he is like <laughs> dude is known by everybody on the planet 
except when he's in Africa and then people really don't know who he is. So, um, even there, yeah, he can be fairly inconspicuous, not anonymous. I mean, other than being white, because he's a Musungu, so he kind of sticks out. Yeah, I was gonna say, (laughs) can't be anonymous, but they don't know who who he is most of the time when he's traveling in Africa. (laughs) But Uh, you know, there's a whole like you have to be careful about meeting your heroes. Yeah, yes. And I, uh, it's been, I think if you saw on Facebook, I posted something when this happened, December 1st of this year was also the 15th anniversary of my meeting him. Yeah, right. I did say that. And I talked about how I couldn't sleep the night before because I was so terrified that I was so worried that he might be an asshole and I didn't think I could take it. Yeah. And, and thankfully he, he wasn't, in fact, he was even better than I could have imagined him to be and realer and more human and more clever and kinder and all those things but yeah it's it's it, that doesn't always happen when you meet somebody that you admire yeah yeah um so yeah when, when we met rob yeah he's just a guy he we went away going he's exactly who he <laughs> well he's just a guy purports I mean, he's himself to be like, yeah he exactly. doesn't he carries yeah. himself like a, he's just a person yeah like yeah he how he is now in at 40 hmm, is how <laughs> he was when he was 17 yep. yeah yeah we were freshmen in college. I yep. mean, that's exactly how he is in um, looks almost <laughs> exactly as he did um, when we met during orientation and he gave me a mixtape with what has over the years become my very favorite song on it. And yeah. So Rob is, Rob is exactly who you think he is. Yep. Exactly. Well, well I got to know what was the song? It was in a lifetime, um, which is a, Clonad or Clonid, if you're Irish, song that Bono did a guest vocal on. Oh, huh. and it's absolutely it's my my favorite song. Period. Wow, it's just, that's awesome. And almost I've heard it a, you know a thousand times, and it never fails to bring tears to my eyes. It's just oh, beautiful. Man. I gotta check that out. Yeah, you should. Um, what are your thoughts on the newest U uh, two album? Good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah, and it was. Uh, you know, there's been so much hoopla and it was long in the coming as a lot of U2 albums are. And I was nervous that it wasn't going to be everything that they wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes there are too many cooks in the kitchen and mm-hmm. is the way when people are making albums and the longer it takes, the more cooks there tend to be. And sometimes it, it produces, I'm not talking about you two in particular, but any band yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. works on something for so long. It sounds like it's produced by committee. And I knew that wasn't something they wanted. Yeah. Um, and I knew, you know, the backstory of, of the album was basically ready a year. It was ready a year ago and they went, mm, no, this isn't quite right right now. And that's why they went and did the Joshua tree tour, hmm. which was a huge salvo for a lot of people yeah, this year. I saw um, that concert. Sure. It was amazing. And and I think the new album is among their very best. Um, lyrically, he's never been stronger. Yeah. It And the music itself has gotten, I won't even say back to, it's evolved. Um, and, and some stuff has come full circle into a really visceral, um, raw in the places that it should be raw, hmm. um, more finessed in the places that it should be more finessed album. I mean, it's just Adam has, I mean, good Lord, he's never sounded more amazing and more yeah. whatever. Is it, the, I, is it the blackout where it starts with him? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. It's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, 
let Bono's voice be Bono's voice yeah. and let Edge strip it back a bit. And I, and of course, Larry is just a powerhouse. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, they don't exist without Larry. And yeah. I, I think it's a really, really fun. There's not a dud track on the whole album. No, there's do not. You, do you have a favorite uh, track? 13, the last one. Yeah. That's the one that, um, always, there's always one, <laughs> at least one <laughs> on an album that just is a, I can't hear it without crying. And yeah. that's exactly what that does to me. And I like that it echoes, literally echoes back to songs of, uh, innocence, which I know some people didn't like. I really liked that album. Yeah. And it was, I re- I was, uh, I remember exactly where I was when I woke up and turned on my phone and there was this album gifted to me and instead of being like oh my god santa claus broke into my house we should arrest him. he should be tried and penalized for giving us this gift i was absolutely thrilled i didn't realize it was coming and yeah. it was like a miracle yep. um and i i loved that album and 13 echoes back to a song for someone which was my favorite track on that album yeah um but you know there it's paul's epistles to the church in Babylon, sort of, is how I think of it. You know, I've talked about how a lot of these songs are letters to people, um, to Sir Allie, which is most of the time who he's writing to, or about, or Allie as a metaphor for God. Yeah. Um, to his children, to his sons, to their fans, to their friends. And um, it's just a, it's a really beautiful album that I think will have a lot of staying power. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted for them. And it's going to be awesome live. I'm sure it will. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. it's interesting when I listen to. I think it's Red Flag Day. It feels like a song that should be on like o- October or exactly like the yeah. the way they did the mix with some of the background vocals. It sounds like something straight off one of their first albums, doesn't it? Yeah. I had a friend, a Canadian friend, who's been sort of disillusioned. Hey, Graham, um, <laughs> stuff in recent years, and he was like, "Oh my god, I never thought I would hear them do a song that sounded like Red Flag Day again." Yeah. Yeah, so, it totally sounds like something off one of their one of their early albums. So let me ask one more question about about you two, um, in particular Bono. Um, you know when I when I saw the Joshua Tree tour live, man, it was amazing. Holy crap! Um, that was a bucket list item to see them live, and they did not disappoint. Um, it feels like he's on a mission to save save America. Um, what? Why do you think he and the band have such an affinity for America? Um. Uh, I don't think he's trying to save America. I think he's trying to remind America who yeah. of who he actually is. Yeah. Um, because I don't think he thinks he can save it. Right. Yeah. Right. To go, hey, remember who you are? I mean, he's like, I wrote something like this about them for them for their website. Um, a year or a year and a half ago or so, when they did only they did only a couple of shows in 2016, um, and I was at both of them, and one was in. Uh, San Francisco at the Cow Palace and the other was in Las Vegas which was a weird show because it was one of those like iHeart radio I, they came on after Drake it was just a really weird show but they <laughs> it was so weird bullet and they were like the closing act and it was you know whatever time it was and we'd been there all day um but they did this incredible version of Bullet the Blue Sky that was just I mean taking blatant swings at Trump yeah and it was before he was elected. Um, and it was so good. And they, and I can't remember exactly what Bono said during his, you know, homily. Um, but it was, <laughs> what I wrote was that you too is like that really good friend you have who, when you're behaving like a shithead, 
or you're not being your highest and best self or not even resembling who you actually are that will call you on it and say, Hey, you're not being who you are. And by the way, let me remind me, remind you of who you actually are. And so that's what I think, um, the band is trying to do. And it's not, I mean, Bono is, is, is the loud hailer cause he's got the mic in the front, but it's the whole band sure, really yeah. this way. And, um, so that was the first part of the question. What was the second part of the question? What do uh, I think? There, I think that was it. I don't think there was a second part. Yeah. So, or why does he, why do they have such an affinity for America? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I think that's a lot, has a lot to do with the fact that they're Irish yeah. and Ireland and the States have a, uh, a really special relationship. Uh, again, borrowing something from love actually. Um, <laughs> But when, I mean, my, my grandmother was an Irish immigrant yeah. and when there's this idea of America as it's not a ultimate reality, it's not even like a dream of perfection or whatever. It's this aspirational place where you could go and be whoever you want to be in a way that a lot of, well, and I think this is something that a lot of other people around the world feel and immigrant people who are migrants moving from one place to another to try to find whatever it is, freedom, opportunity. Um, that is what the U S has always been and been open doored and open handed and a force for largely, um, a positive force in the world and a place that welcomed the oppressed and welcomed the poor looking to better their situation or, or better their children's situation or whatever it is. So that idea of America, yeah. and they really do call it America. They don't really call it the United States, um, but they mean the United States, um, is, is one that is a, a deep part of the imagination in, in a place like Ireland. Yeah. So when you see it going sideways <laughs> and acting in the diametrically opposite way it's concerning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you just, if it's destabilizing the planet, of course, yeah, in lots of different ways, but just in, in a way that you can't quite quantify, uh, with pad and paper or with a computer, um, it, it's diminishing something that is powerful in our, collective imagination when um, it's not doing all the things that it's supposed to be doing. It's not behaving right. in the way that it should be behaving. So, right. so yeah, so I think, and, and they'll be the first ones to say the reason we care so much about America is because we're Irish and yeah. because of this relationship that the two countries have had for, for as long as almost as long as the U S has been around. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, you got time for a lightning round? Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. This is going to be a little bit, little bit more difficult lightning around than we did last time. Okay. So what's one lesson you learned about God? Uh, that God is broader, vaster, deeper, wider than, and more limitless and always more expansive than whatever my idea of God is. What's one lesson you've learned about writing? That you actually have to sit down and do it. <laughs> uh, that, it's a lesson that I had to relearn that you can't 
constantly be pouring out and into your writing unless you take a break to fill it back up again. Yep. Uh, what's one lesson you learned about being a mother? Um, that, uh, that it's a gift, always yeah. a gift, even yeah. when it's hard, it's just a gift. <laughs> uh, what's one lesson you've learned about forgiveness? That the more I practice forgiving others, the more I'm able to understand being forgiven myself. Mm. Yeah. And then what's one lesson you've learned about hope? Um, that if we squelch hope or if we say there is no hope, um, if we act like there is no hope or we tell someone that there is no hope, that it's like cutting off the oxygen um, for us spiritually, that there always has to be room for hope. And there's no such thing as false hope. Nice. It's all hope. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, two final question. Two parter. Yep. Uh, best U two album and your favorite U two album. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. That's hard. Best. Oof. Um. That's really hard. Um. Uh. Keep in mind uh, that Bonnie's the listening. I, <laughs> the unforgettable fire might be their best album. Okay. Um, and I think Wide Awake in America, which is the LP, which I think still counts, is probably my favorite. Okay. I would go with, uh, I think I think their best albums is Octoon Baby. I, that one is just... It's a good one. Unbelievably my... good. Yep. I think my favorite is probably All That You Can't Leave Behind because I think that was really my first... Oh. Like, yeah. I think I had Joshua Tree prior to that, but I really connected with that album for some reason. And you know what? I pro If you had asked me this last year, I probably would have said the Joshua Tree, but I've heard it so many times this year <laughs> that I'm like, okay. Um, Time to take a break. Might, you know what? Honestly, that might be their best album. But yeah. I'm just, I've it's their best album that I've heard too many times this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think White Awake in America is probably my okay favorite but that it again it's like which is your favorite Coen brothers film it depends on my mood <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh and then finally um <laughs> your your son has an unbelievable sense of style just from yes, pictures he, you've seen that i've seen that. on on your instagram uh <laughs> would he be interested in moving to indiana to teach a balding 38 year old <laughs> white man uh how to dress how to dress <laughs> and carry himself yes he would, and it looks like, um, and I can say this with 97% assurity, that we are moving back to Chicago in the summer. Holy so oh, really? So we'll be that much closer to you. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got to get together. You're on my list. You're on my list of podcast guests to meet. So <laughs> same here. And we need to have we need to have him on too. That'd be a blast. Yeah. He's got a great voice for radio too, and he still has a little bit of his African lilt leftover nice oh, i love it nice and is he he's almost college age right he's 18 and he's a senior yep okay oh, wow. can't believe it yeah that's yeah he is uh he is an unbelievably handsome gentleman yes he is he is yep so and uh i am not so <laughs> any any style any style he could uh, you, throw you've my seen way. Pictures. you can affirm this <laughs> <laughs> i mean if he just wants to write like a like a 
one page typed out. This is what this guy can do. I'll I'll be ha- that's. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you move if you, when you when you move, if you need three guys that are moderately uh, strong, um, I stress moderate. <laughs> to fix your espresso well, you, machine, do you to, have to, one of those? to help you move and let load stuff? Give us a call. I will if, if you can bring your dad's strength across the board of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on this. Oh again. my gosh, yes, always a pleasure. We we love it, having you on. But none of us cried this time. No, That's we true. didn't. We did okay. not. We'll, we'll work <laughs> on that. We've enough crying in 2017, <laughs> Damn. Seriously. We're out of tears. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Oh, I, I love being with you guys. And, and may your Christmases be filled with joy. And may 2018 be a way better year for everybody. Let's hope so. Yeah, same to you. Same for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thanks. Bye. That we cute in your sea You can tell us what you think The five stars get red But one star is dead <laughs> <laughs> Feedback Feedback Come on, come on. Get your feet right. Come on, come on, come on, everybody. Four five-star reviews. Oh, man. This podcast's on fire. That's how we catch up to Guru Singh. Watch out. In his third eye. (laughs) Sleepy through third eye open, motherfucker. Watch out. We're coming for you. Called a profound bunch of morons by (laughs) Hales Noel. That is, uh, that's pretty, pretty true. That's pretty apt. That should be our, that should be our tagline on iTunes. A profound bunch of morons. Man, she's just now getting around to it. Okay. Five star. Well, at least she Thank got around. You. To These it. dummies make me laugh uncontrollably, but then they always follow up with something I have to think about. It can be an infuriating com- combination, mm-hmm. but in the best way. You're welcome. They also provide a true <laughs> sense of com- community for those of us who felt like wanderers. If you're ready to walk away from organized religion, but not quite ready to walk away from Jesus, you should check them out. Matt, Brad, and Michael. Sorry for taking so long to do this. I was starting to feel a little bad about it. You guys are my favorite a holes. Uh, <laughs> Love you, Long Tim. Actually, that uh, needs to be our new tagline. Your favorite a hole. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. This one, the, this podcast is deeper than a muffin tin. <laughs> Didn't we do this one? No. <laughs> By, oh, that was a joke. Okay, yeah. okay. By Scott Schwartz. I see Schwartz. Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> Schwartz. Use the Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> That's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, Star Wars is better. Well, no, well, yeah, that's not the point. Nobody's arguing. Jesus, whatever. God, I'm not doing Mel, this. Mel Brooks no. can eat my dick. Green no, deck. Green deck. No. Eat your own grin deck. This podcast is unlike anything you'll hear anywhere else. One minute the hosts will be discussing inane topics like the flavor of chips, and the next they're having some of the deepest, most honest, most profound discussions of things like prayer, mental health, and grace you'll ever hear anywhere. If you're tired of easy answers and desire a podcast that will make you laugh uncontrollably and make you think in ways you haven't before, check this one out. You won't be disappointed. Highly recommended. Nice. Uh, thanks, Thank Schwartz. You. Thanks, Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> Scotty Schwartz. <laughs> He's from the Upper West Side. Uh, w- this one, well worth your time by Tess Classic. Oh, another turd. If you're undecided about listening to this podcast, give it a try. I prefer Tess, too. <laughs> Is that a Coke, too, Joe? Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> New Tess. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Crystal test. I got it. <laughs> uh, if you're undecided about listening to this podcast, give it a try. The passages are funny, thought-provoking, and the poly scream laughs have added years to my life. <laughs> well, that's good because it's taken years off of yeah, ours, I know, right? so yes. enjoy. Uh, and then finally, My Kind of Church by Holly Joy Joy. Holly, Holly, Joy Joy. This podcast is one of my top faves, along with Twisted Sisters. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they didn't have me on the Christmas podcast. Screw them. Uh, I've been <laughs> living pop goulash. It's better. I've been living in hashtag I'm totally evangelical land for a year and have looked for pods to help ease my journey. This pod has given me moments from deep realization to wet my pants laughing. Oh, oh nice. Having been involved in church Pixar ministry. didn't happen. <laughs> No, don't want those. Thanks. Uh, having been involved in church ministry, I especially appreciate the guy's perspective of where they've been to where they are. Also, when Michael starts singing old CCM or worship classics, I lose it. Thanks, you guys, for your pod and compassion for others and for giving us the sisters, too. Lots of uh, lots of love. P.S. Your guy talk is like an instruction manual in understanding my three boys. You're welcome. So, thank you for all those. Thank you for being a friend. It was actually uh, Dan Burgess who suggested I I'd bring Aaron Neville back for the Christmas special. <laughs> it's been it's been a minute. If yep. you threw a party. I think she's confused what time it is. Oh really? She said yes sir, eight PM question mark. I was like, Yeah, like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> you live on the West Coast. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, so, are, are we doing hashtags? Um, uh, uh, wh- I, where, what do we do next? Oh, we're doing Twitter. Twitter feedback. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's me. You're right. doing Twitter feedback. Corrections and clarifications. I take nothing back. Jessica Knipple at Jesse Knipple. Um, yep. She's sending Hold us. Hold on. Go ahead. Yep. Knipple. A Yiddish, because this is in reply to the fact that, um, uh, that we we you called her nipple. I called. Well, her nipple? you guys were. Re- I I said nipple because I thought that's what it was, and then you guys laughed like jackasses, and I was. I didn't call her nipple. Me. You called her nipple. Well, because it's what it read at anyway. All right. Yep. Don't blame me for what you said. Well, it's always your fault. It's uh, not yep, my fault. Knipple, a Yiddish slang term for a small coin purse carried by the mother, which can double as a weapon as needed. Ah, so there you go. You learned something today. Yeah, knipple. Alternate hashtags. Like a really uh, Dan, angry nipple. Dan, <laughs> I, love a but- a I love a buttery knipple uh, cocktail. Um, <laughs> really? You never had a, I don't think I've ever had one. What's in no. a buttery nipple? I, it's butterscotch schnapps, schnapps. and uh, oh. I don't know butter. I don't know. It's, it's just a pat <laughs> it's of butter. butter. It's a pat of butter with butterscotch. Hey, what's our what's our uh, what's our uh, number? I got a number. I got a number. What's our number for Skype? Uh, it's in, in oh. well, you know what it is. All right. Uh, alternate hashtags: Dan Burgess at DP Burgers and Fries. Uh, hashtag. Michael, what on earth are you doing? Hashtag this guy over here like Santa Claus. Hashtag staring at Michael's ass crack. Hashtag lick the beater. Michael Collins at Snuggle Toots at Pastors Podcast. Stop tearing down my musical idols. Hashtag Mariah Carey is a national treasure. Hashtag so is Fred Durst. Hashtag and Neil Diamond. Hashtag I will die on this hill. Hashtag Diamond Durst Carey forever. Hashtag lick the beater. <laughs> I went to I went to Jared. Okay, Fogel. No, <laughs> what, do I look like Lucas Allen? <laughs> Fogel didn't touch him. All right. Nope. He probably yeah. He to. probably did. Um. Yeah. So, go, go ahead. And keep All right. Going. Honorable mention: Derek Blaylock at Derek A. Blaylock. Mookie's brother. Yeah. <laughs> No, so that's another. Well done. Of, a Mookie so, Blaylock reference. Shit, we have, oh, a, we have a Gene, Gene Shallot and a Mookie Blaylock reference. Wow. Oh, man. 
At Pastors Podcast, at Brandon Andrews, at Polly named Matt, at MJ Bass Singer. The new Fat Pastors intro was awesome. Yep. Excellent harmonica. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We need we need we need a copy of that, Brando. Yep. Michael Collins at Snuggle Toots. Uh, loved Epitode 96. Grace sucks. Always a treat to hear from Brandon Andrus. Hashtag Shaloub. Hashtag, <laughs> Shaloub. Hashtag Bojangles is quieter. Hashtag the louder the monkey, the smaller the balls. Hashtag lick the beater. <laughs> Steve Austin I, at I am Steve Austin. The antithesis of mob rule is community. Brandon Anderson, Pastors Podcast. Wow. Hashtag Grace is Messy. Hashtag Forgiveness. Hashtag Pottern Family. I like Steve Austin. He's in the pub. It's, mm-hmm. it's Once he's, again, he's a good dude. Steve he's Austin fun. at I am Steve Austin. Hey, MJ Bass singer Groundhog Day is my least favorite movie ever. Hashtag Mocha Choka Bullshit. Hashtag Roy Moore's <laughs> Alabama Thunder. P- <laughs> he ended it right there. <laughs> Which I put it in there just because of that. Just because I'm of gonna that. go ahead and just immediately disagree with what I just said. So Steve Austin, kind of the worst. Doesn't like I Gra- love Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. It's a it's great so movie. Great. Uh, we need to watch it with it. me so like, we can. Yeah. Uh, You've never seen that movie. I know. We uh, talked about this last week. God, We've been I talking about it. doing. Yeah. A, I just like this. I just people haven't. like it. People like blood sausage. People are morons. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite line of the whole movie. We've been talking about doing a movie night in the pub yeah. where everyone watches the same movie at once. That would be a good one. do Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day. Yes. Oh, that's a thought. And I'm sure like TBS or somebody's. Oh, they it. all day long. Somebody's I think they show it. it. Okay. Andrew Weaver at Andy Claus 91. And I am Steve Austin. Just listened to your interview on Pastor's podcast. I recently lost my younger brother to suicide, and your story impacted me on a deep level. Mm. Thank you for the work you are doing. Hashtag Grace is messy. Yep. Andrew, we are super sorry for your loss. Thank you for the feedback on that, and I'm glad it uh, meant something to you. Top 10. Number 10, Alapaki at Pakia Koi. Why is he not in the pub? Get in the pub, buddy. At Pastor's Podcast, episode 96, into the news feed, laughing at a woman who says a ghost can impregnate her. Seriously? A Christian podcast that finds it ridiculous that a ghost can impregnate a woman. <laughs> I hate to break the news to you, but we that train sailed long ago. Yeah, it did. That ship sailed long ago with us. Um, number nine, Lounge Iguana. At Lounge Iguana. Iguana. Thanks for the hashtag audible pleasure, Pastor's Podcast. <laughs> You're Love welcome. You long, Tim. Excellent and challenging stuff. Oh, we're getting a Skype call. <laughs> Do you want to pause? Uh, oh, shoot. Um, Did you hang up on her? No, I didn't hang up on her. She she, she hung up on us. Okay. Oh. Um, uh, thanks for the hashtag audible pleasure. I love you long, Tim. Excellent and challenging stuff. Whilst crunk on rusty nails, we'll get you on the gin yet. Hashtag lick the beater. We've done gin. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, I love gin. I just had gin I last pre- night. I believe this person is from England, so which is a gin. Oh, I love gin. I've got three. Re- I've got yeah. four really good gins. Adore in my gin. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, eight. Melissa Ryan at Mel the Warrior. Mm-hmm. Mel. At Pastors Podcast. This was just what I needed after I got home from work and ugly cried into pizza and wine. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> what the point was in being kind and gracious to those who are stepping on me in their race to the top. Hashtag Grace sucks. Hashtag Lick the Beater. Yeah. It just ruins everything. It does. It? I know. Yeah. Number seven, Eugene Thiessen at Pastor Gene Minow. Yeah, Gene's back. Yeah. Hey. Calculon's back. It's a Futurama reference. <laughs> By the way, I watched uh, the Problem with Poplars episode <laughs> so last good, night. man. Oh, that hippie's really, really starting to kick, kick in. in. Dude, my <laughs> hands are huge. They right. can touch anything but themselves. <laughs> oh. I love when he's people of Earth. <laughs> you suck. Get a job. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, at Pastors Podcast at Brandon Anders. Thank you for holding a mirror up to us all. My heart broke, and that's a good thing. Longing for shalom. Hashtag all cream cheese. Sorry, couldn't bring myself to use the other hashtag. <laughs> uh, one thing I would say uh, as an advertisement for uh, the, the Pastors Pub or the, the, the Patreon slash mm-hmm. Pastors Podcast, uh, I did a turd talk with Shanna Sellers. Um, it is a great follow-up to to that conversation about grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, this is a great time to jump in. We've got some some cool things it coming out of the corner. Murph and the Magic Tones. Yes. Yep. Papa Murph. Yep. Check it out. And her candy-ass monkey suit. Number six, Efficiency Near Zero at Brandon Evans 17. Brandon. At Pastors Podcast. The Springsteen cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the worst Christmas song full stop. Sounds like the after effects of inhaling Cuban cigars dipped in formaldehyde. <laughs> Hashtag lick the crust and smell the beater. <laughs> Number five, Susan Frazier at Frazier underscore RN. She's a nurse. She's in the pub. Uh, Neil Young is not the same as Neil Diamond. Hashtag audible <laughs> pleasure. Hashtag all cream cheese. Sweet Hashtag lick the beater. Caroline. Also, there's a lot of wisdom in bum, Brandon Andrus. Love Cinnamon Girl 1979. Yeah, she did the review. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Number four, Casey Forrester at Achtung Casey. Uh, Episode 96 (laughs) wrecked me and reminded me why I love you guys. Thanks for drinking heavily again. (laughs) Hashtag listen twice. Hashtag throw Jesus off a cliff. Hashtag we are all flawed. Hashtag Grace looks like losing. Hashtag soul searching. Hashtag we long for people to be restored. (laughs) Hashtag Neil Diamond is cheesy. Hashtag lick the beater. Three, David Sluss at Dave the Explorer. Finished Pastors Podcast 96. Laughed straight through this drunken train wreck of a podcast <laughs> yep. and still heard some amazing insights about grace. Week after week, they tap into a weird well of raw humor and paradigm-shifting sp- spirituality. Hashtag, we are your brand and you're screwed. Hashtag, <laughs> lick the beaters. Love it. Thanks, Number Dave. two, Sandra Turnbull at Goddess Kindled. Pastors Podcast, sing with me. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. My I heart. I want to wish you a Merry I Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I uh, want to wish you a Merry Christmas. My heart bursts every time you all get it going loud. Really, it's delicious. Hashtag, <laughs> it's going to be three dildos. Hashtag, smell <laughs> Oh, we forgot our gifts. Dang it. Uh, oh, we did. we did. Damn it. Yeah. That's well, just, everyone just buy their own dildo. <laughs> <laughs> On us. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, number one. Shannon McDonald at Shannon Mc0011 Pastors Podcast. Michael, Honest Michael theology, sister. Bojangles musings, cocktail ideas, warrant, breathalyzers, <laughs> one-stop shopping. Hashtag Super Walmart of Podcasts. Hashtag <laughs> I found my tribe. Hashtag that's, lick the beater. That's, that's awesome. magnificent. It's pretty good, actually. Yep, that's great. Awesome. Great. All right, so uh, closing time. <laughs> Rate us on Apple Podcasts. We, we've done things a little a little out of order. We have. Right? It's been yeah. a little bit of a hodgepodge <laughs> back and forth. It has. Yep. Uh, so this has been a Back to the Future episode. This is the most editing we've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> and we haven't even edited. We're just right. we're totally just recording the whole but, thing. But still, in fact, we don't even know what the hashtags are. We're just going to make them up now and then fit them into the episode earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, check out our website, ingloriouspastors.com. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Like you. Patreon. Like you. <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs>
Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get bonus content like Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, Hymns of Reconstruction, and a yet-to-be-announced special one coming up. Uh, Buy us around and... Dick um, dick pics with Michael. We're the biggest fucking assholes ever. You know, like... we're. It's Michael's dick pic review. No, like we're... Aaron Neville's probably the nicest guy in the world. We just drag him constantly. Not constantly. Just Who like don't two we episodes. drag? Uh, I'm so sorry, Aaron Neville. Buy us sure around and nice even help shape the content I'm on so this show. Happy. Um, ha- smash tags. <laughs> Hashtag Christmas crank. Yep. Hashtag JFC for life. <laughs> JFC for life. Hashtag Crater's prison hooch. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dark horse. I like good. that one. That's pretty good. Uh, hashtag, he's basically Adam Sandler from Airheads. <laughs> hashtag, Michael's dick pic review. Oh, God. Coming to a Patreon. <laughs> that's actually what the, we're titling the 100th. Michael's, Michael's dick, pic Michael's dick pic review. Yes. And At, it's reviewed as in R-E-V-U-E. Yeah, R-E-V-U-E. Yeah. 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 Uh, hashtag, free basing these nuts. <laughs> oh, God. Hashtag, eat my Krampus. Hashtag Yule Cat Yule Cat I I think that's going to be the answer I I really like Yule Cat uh, Hashtag and Lance Lance Bass because he's broke (laughs) (laughs) He wants to go to space Or he wanted to go to space back in the day Hashtag wine and dine before you're 69 Your sex robot Oh god Hashtag what's what's the expiration date on placenta what is the expiration date on that? Well, in the freezer, it's somebody longer. at me on Twitter. Hashtag everyone buy their own dildo. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, and these are from Kathleen. Hashtag smoke a little tie stick. And hashtag I'm great at manifestos. I've never heard tie stick. I haven't either, but that's awesome. That. Yeah. Mind if I do a J? <laughs> what you got? Uh, hashtag Christmas crank. Hashtag large amounts of dick Cheney. <laughs> I don't think it comes in any other size. Holiday prison wine. <laughs> Hashtag, not really sure where this came from. Hashtag, eat that box. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but it's pretty I don't damn know. gross. <laughs> eat that box. Hashtag, my oh, wife. Oh, it's probably something to do with what Casey sent. Probably. Yeah. Hashtag. Oh, my... eat, the, eat the whole box. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Hashtag, my wife won't make me a goddamn cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, good <gird> behavior. <laughs> You said GERD behavior. On GERD behavior. Slurred speech, guys. It's a thing. Uh. GERD behavior. GERD your loins. Oh, God. Uh, Hashtag Yule Cat. (laughs) Hashtag White Aaron Neville to the rescue. (laughs) Hashtag Missionary or GTFO. (laughs) Hashtag Gotta Preserve the Meat. You got to keep it fresh. Hashtag dehydrated placenta. <laughs> Hashtag female Dexter. <laughs> Dexter damn near killed her. Damn near killed her. Hashtag full-throated gumpian. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag just to cover up the ugly. <laughs> Hashtag rhymes with mono. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag almost as infectious. <laughs> hashtag Bono is your Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> That's awesome. And then hashtag Dad Strength. <laughs> all right. Um, I've got uh, hashtag all the pumps and hoses. <laughs> uh, hashtag drinkable egg. 
gross. <laughs> uh, hashtag Matt smelling nuts. <laughs> uh, hashtag goddamn cheese sandwich. <laughs> hashtag Yule Cat. Hashtag uh, Sky Deuce. What? Oh, guy, guy pooped off the railroad. Oh, sky, sky Deuce. <laughs> I said it. I don't think either one of you heard it. I didn't, it, I didn't either. Sky Deuce. Uh, hashtag the meat of Lebowski. <laughs> no, you, you weren't here for no, that. No, I was talking on the phone. Hashtag uh, Bono on the back burner. <laughs> and then uh, hashtag insufferable fuckhead. <laughs> That's what Kathleen said, unrelated to Bono. No, I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I laughed when she said it. God, fuckhead is a great word. It is a great word. God, it's fantastic. And then you add insufferable to it, it's even better. Uh, I think it's got to be Yule Cat, right? I like Yule Cat and Drinkable Egg. I think Yule Cat. I think it's, it's Christmas. Yeah, like, it's got to be Yule Cat. It's our Christmas you don't like episode. Large amounts of Dick Cheney. <laughs> Dick Cheney. <laughs> I don't know how you put the pause in there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Full throated Gumpy and is pretty good. Let's do Yule Cat. It's got to be Yule Cat. Oh, I think right. it's Yule Cat. All right, yeah. we'll go with yes. Yule Cat. That um, way, everyone can use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so if you've listened to this... Are we calling this episode Female Dexter with Kathleen Falsani? No, we're not. Um, How about about a smorgasbord with Kathleen Falsani? Yeah, we'll talk about it after we're done. Let's do our speech. Okay. Uh, So hashtags, if you listen to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media, at Pastor's Podcast uh, on Twitter. Um, Uh, At Polly Name Matt. Uh, At Polly Name Brad. At MJ Basinger and at God Girl, G-R-R-L. Girl. On, on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash pastors podcast. Instagram, we're the inglorious pastors. Play that shit. What is this? Grito. Grito. No. Suave. This has the grossest line in music history. Eat them raw like it. sushi. Oh, God, it's disgusting. It is awful. Um, oh. God, what he's like a youth minister now. Is he really? Yeah, at one point. Yeah. Wow. Old Gerardo. Wow. Uh, be sure to check out our friends. Hope Twisted his kids don't YouTube that shit. <laughs> Twisted Sisters on their Apple Podcast feed. I'm gonna dress like him for Halloween. Brad Polly was on there. <laughs> those those tight ass jeans and cowboy and bandanas. And also and check out Pop leather jacket wash. with no shirt. That shit's happening. <laughs> Turn that off. Will you mute him? Thank you. <laughs> all right. God. Have him, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yes, merry Christmas to all. Yeah. Merry little Christmas. See you in the pub, Don't bitches. Be bright. Now our will be hot. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>